0: Everybody, and welcome to a very special episode. I'm Jim Laskowski. I'm very happy to continue this yearly tradition with uh, one of my closest friends and former podcasting co host of Directors Club. He's also um, the host of Tracks of the Damned, and among other things. Technically, yeah. yeah. Keep that <laughs> shit in
1: practice, but yes, technically
0: that is true. Welcome to the yearly birthday podcast special a new tradition that uh we're just doing for fun. You know, we had a good time doing it last year and I, f- I wanted to keep doing it and I like this little th- thing where we sort of assign each other movies as 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 gifts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and catch up. Sure. And let uh you know f- our fans that are still remaining out there in the world uh what we've been up to and the ones know. left alive. Yeah.
1: Well, let's catch up. How you been doing?
0: I've been doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things have changed, and they're they're changing for the better. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've recently announced, um, on my actual birthday that I'm leaving Facebook for good. Yeah. Oh, I'm I didn't done. know that. Yeah, I'm done. Congratulations. Yeah, haven't officially done it, but I'm going to for sure <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the month. <laughs> it's like I have to give people enough time to prepare, right? No. Prepare what? <laughs> That's, it's a ridiculous thing. I almost like went, Oh, why don't I just do it now? Yeah. What, what's what's the matter? Just you know? vanish. I'm gonna figure out a way to keep the you know, the now playing network Facebook and you know, that way I can post about podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. still. Especially when people have great episodes out there. There's a lot of great shows, a lot of great podcasts on the Now Playing Network. Uh that you can subscribe to. There's a couple of new ones, including one that you were just on. What's that? Genre grinder.
1: Oh, that's
0: right. That is on the Now
1: Playing Network.
0: It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah Gabe's good people.
0: He is. Mm-hmm. I remember a long time ago, I think, when you did that horror movie show podcast, I was, that was my first thought. I was like, I really hope Gabe gets his own podcast sometime. Yeah, that was
1: a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah and we talked about uh, proto slashers, which are slasher movies, or movies that one could consider slasher movies
0: that came out before Halloween. mm um, I enjoyed the discussion on Hangover Square quite a bit. I actually learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's it a great is. movie. Yeah. All yeah. of
1: those uh, John Bram sort of Fox horror movies are have like nice Blu-rays from Kino mm-hmm. and are kind of worth seeing, but especially Hangover Square.
0: Yeah. And uh, I believe Gabe and I are going to do an episode on post... I don't think it's post-apocalypse. It's... Uh, Apocalyptic? Nuclear fallout movies? Sure. Like your Miracle Mile, The Day After. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it Threads, I think? I don't think I've seen... uh, This
1: might be a subgenre I've seen zero movies in. mm. Because I didn't grow up in the 80s. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, it's something that terrified me as a young child. So even now when I'm watching people being disintegrated uh, after a, a nuclear warhead annihilates a particular town, it's... It's, you know, it's, uh, I think it's also that, I've mentioned this before, but the, the scene in Terminator 2 mm-hmm. is, you know, on the playground. Oh, sure. That that really gets to me, gives me nightmares.
1: I feel like by the time I was aware of anything, like, Berlin Wall had fell, Cold War was over, and, like, with me, nukes are, like, a hilarious <laughs> sort of overpowered weapon that's in video games I played, because it was like, by the time you got to the late 90s, they were just like, fuck it, you're shooting nukes at each other. Yeah. Because,
0: who cares? Exactly. So it'll be fun to discuss that Genre Grinder is uh, a great show. I know his next episode just dropped. Uh and then Colin Suter's great podcast Christmas movies actually with him and uh Carrie Finnegan is a lot of fun. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of fun to listen to. Um yeah, I I'm very happy with how things are going with the Now Playing network in general. So I'm I'm determined to keep that going and make sure people know about the podcast episodes. But as far as like updating what's going on in my life or here's a picture of my cat on Facebook, I don't need to do that shit anymore. I don't mm. I don't feel like it and I don't need to, you know, be a walking billboard. And
1: are you prepared for none of those people to ever talk to you again?
0: All right, Yeah, that's that's
1: definitely I mean, what happens. Like as soon as you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least that's what happened with me. I don't know. You're probably it's, more popular than I was. No,
0: I mean, it's like, hey, drop me a text or an email. They will. It's
1: like, that's like that's, the insidious <laughs> fucking thing about social media is like, there people think emailing is like a fucking hassle. Like, people don't mm-hmm. use email. That's know. I, I, that, yeah. I give, like, oh, people are oh, you want to, you know, you want to contact me? You know, here's the email address. And people are like, sort of give me a side eye. But it's like, no, well, that's, what are you, you going to do?
0: I'm staying on Facebook. or not cheese. I'm, I'm staying on Letterbox. Mm-hmm. You know, so people can catch me there. Yeah, but you know, they can't
1: really contact you necessarily.
0: Yeah, that's true. But and the people who do, you're just like Ugh, go away, go away, Cookie Man. <laughs> but Cookie Man has such great things to say about no, your reviews. Man. Cookie Man is the guy
1: who shows up on a review I wrote in 2014. And was like, uh, maybe you didn't realize this. And it's like, dude, I can't fucking remember a movie I saw two months ago. What uh what are you bothering me with this shit about? I don't like Cookie Man. Hmm. <laughs> That's me
0: though. Okay. That's fine.
1: I'm I'm I've I am uh I'm fully poised to become like truly antisocial as i get older like i feel like by the time i'm 40 i'm really going to be a fucking hermit and it's i'm like, kind of look, looking forward to it
0: also there's just a lot going on otherwise a new job downtown at the Harold Washington Public Library is going to finally come into fruition for me. And that's really cool to work mm-hmm. downtown at the biggest library in Chicago. Uh, what else? Hmm. I'm trying to think. What else has happened? Well, we're caught up with you, I think. Oh, the pod- I was thinking of doing a podcast miniseries, maybe in the fall. On- and certainly you would contribute to the Martha Marcy May Marlene episode where I want to do movies about cults. Uh, so what? Not cult movies. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. What? So, I mean, that would be a good name for the podcast, anyway. But, um, uh,
0: so what's the format of the podcast? Well, I haven't really determined that. I just, I've always had a fascination with that particular subject. Okay. Brainwashing, uh, manipulation, and uh, there's certainly a lot of movies about cults that I have yet to see. It's just more of like doing research, education, maybe reading a book or two on the subject. And uh, just having uh, a guest, preferably live in person, discussing a movie Mm -hmm. on that subject. Or that episode of Boy Meets World, where Sean Sean joins the cult. What? Sean joins a cult on an episode of
1: Boy Meets World. And Corey's like, Sean, this isn't like you. And then (laughs) Sean's like, Corey, you don't get it. You didn't grow up in a trailer like I did. (laughs) This really happened? Yeah. Yeah. And then that. Uh, A but, very like, special episode, it must core, have been. uh Sean has like one of the teachers at their high school become Sean's guardian because he's like Mr. Cool Motorcycle Teacher. Mm-hmm. And he like does some tough talk to the cult leader. He's like, So you better back off. And the cult leader's like, oh, Okay. And then Sean's like, I guess I do, do have love in my life.
0: Wow. Mm hmm. This is special. I'll have to watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. For research, for for sure. It's one of the seminal texts about (laughs) cults. Yeah, but I mean, you know, in the past, I've talked about an interest in just like Satanic Panic and all that stuff. But I, I, I'm just, it's something I'd just like to do, almost like how we did as you know, for popcorn supper, is just like a a mini series, like you know, I don't, we didn't intend it to be that, but you know, thirteen episodes maybe or something like that. Okay you know but be thorough about it and you know just uh have notes and think deep think deep thoughts about all these things and you know how this happens but also like where we were sociologically or any number of ideas i have all right perta- pertaining to this subject sure i hope it works um, it's an idea how how about you i mean with tracks of the damned is that still just going to be on hold and you know. who fucking knows man you're working hard you you're making the coffee and the scones
1: yeah yeah i work six days a week and four days a week i wake up at three thirty to get to work so like yeah. i'm fucking tired all the time and i have no energy and to be like perfectly frank like i'm just not as interested in film as i was mm-hmm. um, i'm probably less interested in film now than i've ever been in my life other than like before i actually like got into it okay like it's just it's just i and maybe it's just like a bad string of luck where it's just like i very rarely see a movie that excites me (laughs) um
0: now that's been happening a lot lately yeah i can see that
1: um and not just new movies like watching old movies i rarely get excited the way i used to so it's just like one of those things where uh you know i'll keep paying the whatever bucks a month to keep that feed up and maybe at one point i'll You know, pull some pull myself together and record another commentary track, but like, eh, it's I have no definite plans at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the other thing is that like that show got it got too good, so it got too work intensive. Where Mm -hmm. it was like to keep up this level of quality, I have to put in this many hours, and then it's like you divide that many hours by how many people actually download any given episode. It's like this doesn't seem worth it. This doesn't seem worth my time.
0: Yeah. I wish I I, I wish that not 9 million people were listening to the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah,
1: what? It's like a niche thing. Like I fucking made it to myself. It's not a surprise. I'm like, "What? Yeah. People don't want to sync up a podcast to an obscure out of print horror movie from the 40s? This is ridiculous. This is an mm. outrage. This is people people don't have uh people don't have uh you know, they have any they don't have any what's the word? standards anymore. Hmm. They yeah. don't know what's good when they see it. I'm misunderstood, I'm a genius.
0: All that sort of stuff. It'll be one of those things like 10 years down the road people rediscover and, you know. I mean call, call I, it- I mean people, you know, they're
1: there and the names of the episodes are just the names of the movies, so people will do that thing where they search iTunes for the name of a movie and they'll stumble yeah. upon something and they'll write me an email like I'm going to be on um, I'm going to be on this podcast called Texas Chainsaw Massacre Minute. Ooh, which is, you know, one of these new like minute podcasts where every have you are you not aware of this phenomenon? This is like the newest huh. thing in like film podcasts where it's a limited series where every episode is about a single minute of film. Um on like you know oh, like wow. Jaws Minute or uh Star Wars Minute, Alien Minute, these sorts of movies. And they'll be shorter episodes. Huh. There'll be like ten to fifteen minutes. Oh okay. Um but they'll just talk they'll just do super deep dives into
0: I feel like there's like a series Hosted by different critics, where they maybe Ebert did this, like where he just goes frame by frame. On a well, yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. Well, that's Ebert, interesting. Ebert didn't
1: do frame by frame because literally, when you're talking about movies, you're talking about like if, if a if a shot holds, <laughs> if a shot holds for more than a second, that's oh, he, literally he, he 20 pauses seconds. when yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. shot by shot. Yeah, will pause each shot, right? Um, and like that sort of thing. But this is very. Anyway, this is like uh, a new this, this been is been going really on for like 2 years huh. or so and some person is starting up Texas Chainsaw Massacre Minute and he was like, "Hey, I really like your podcast. If you're still interested in doing podcasts and stuff, I'd like you to be a guest." So, like people <laughs> still discover it, but it's just, yeah, the amount of work versus what I actually like get out of it, and especially like considering I'm just not really passionate about film the way I used to be. It's sort of, eh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm keeping the option open, but I'm not going to make any promises. There are two episodes I haven't released yet. Um, oh, that's true. So at the
0: very least, <laughs> isn't, there's going to be two Martin more episodes. Finally coming out on Blu-ray, isn't Martin finally?
1: Yeah, coming out? yeah. So I'm going to release Martin when that comes out on Blu-ray, and then uh, I, I drink your blood. I was going to do a like a second part, you know, because I do the oh, okay. commentary and I do another thing, and yeah. I was going to do a whole produced thing where I interviewed a bunch of people, and that didn't end up being as when I was talking to people, it wasn't actually that interesting. So. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with that. But I Drink Your Blood and Martin, two very, very good uh, 70s <laughs> yeah. horror films.
0: No, for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I understand, too. It's like, I think this has happened before, and I probably have said this before in on some form on some show, but watching a bunch of new releases for WGN certainly burns me out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just like, do I need to see Detective Pikachu? No. But, I mean, they, they, they kind of want me to to ha- you know to have an opinion on mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm not the right person to have an opinion on that movie. I don't mm-hmm. I don't care. It didn't look interesting. I don't know anything about the Pokemon lore or any any form of that. You don't know that. about
1: the rich Pokemon universe? No, I don't. You couldn't do the Polka rap right no, now? No,
0: I couldn't. I could do a Polka rap, like Weird Al style. Okay, I'm going to challenge you on this. Do a Polka rap. No, I can't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not>. Motherfucker. <laughs> I should probably w- watch what I say. Yeah because then it it'll Start actually be claiming
1: challenged. outrageous things. <laughs> um it would just be me, you know, talking over I actually I kind of like just going to like cuz I get off work at 11 a.m. because I'm, you know, yeah. I'm opening a coffee shop, so my shift starts super fucking early and I get off at 11 a.m. and like just going to like the nearby theater and like catching a matinee of whatever happens to be playing is fun.
0: Yeah, I kind of like that like but that's like That's how it used to be And then You know I got caught up In the podcasting And having to have an opinion And Yeah you know. Yeah
1: Like I could No matter what I've written a review I've written a review Of basically every movie I've seen um,
0: Yeah you're keeping that up Pretty well since Over like on letterbox.com.
1: Since like 2013 So like Pretty much No matter what I can write a hundred words About it Sure it's no problem But if you have to be like Should you see it this weekend Where do you spend Your entertainment dollar Then it's like Oh god I don't mm. want to be part of this fucking system. Yeah. I don't want to tell. I don't want it. Like if you're stupid enough to think that that new Robin Hood movie could be worth anything at all, then like, fuck you. Like go see that movie. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, you don't need me <laughs> on the radio telling you that the King Arthur movie that Guy Ritchie made is terrible because you have fucking eyes. And if you can't watch the trailer and know that that movie's terrible, then go to hell. Like who cares? <sighs> I agree. No, I agree. I, like I told and, you, I'm like, I'm like really primed to be mister Antisocial Anti-Social, uh, hermit. you're,
0: you're, you're turning into Harvey P car. Yeah. And <laughs> no, I don't think you're a curmudgeon though. I think you genuinely care about the human race. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, that's a loaded statement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wish I did it.
0: <laughs> no, I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving WGN at the end of the month as well mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, I'm going back to school. I'm going to get a master's. I want to be a real librarian. Oh, know? really? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Congratulations, Uni- University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be doing it online, and it'll, you know, it's it's, it's going to be pretty cool. I think it'll take a couple years, but once I do, I'll hopefully make a decent salary with wherever I'm at, or if I want to go to a different library. I just love libraries, and I love being a part of that institution. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, certainly being able to uh, recommend movies to people is a, is, is a treat and. Helping people, you know, sometimes it's something as simple as like turning into a, a PDF into a Word document and do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to learn about reference and research questions and databases and nerdy things like that. So, Dewey
1: and his decimals.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations. I, yeah. So, that's, that's another plus. Mm hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we've also, we're also musicians. That's how we met. That's how this whole thing got started. Yo. Uh, huge square <laughs> quotes around calling
1: me a musician, but sure.
0: No, you put out a great new album, actually. It's called Now More Than Ever. Oh, thank you. And it's at mm-hmm. Um <laughs> It was actually linked in the last episode with uh, the Alex Ross Perry interview for Her Smell. Because so I'm like, hey, Her Smell is kind of about music. Patrick made music. I'll put a link there.
1: Boy, you really shoehorned <laughs> that in. I appreciate that. Yeah, really showing it. Well, whatever. I'm not making any money off of it, so it's not really advertisement. Mm. Um, no, yeah. I uh, actually I started writing and recording that album um, late 2016, like right after the election, basically. And ah. um, that's kind of what the album's about, and I'm I am happy with it. Like, I, I mean, I'm you happy with be. it now. Like, I'm pretty much never happy with my uh singer songwriter shit like (laughs) like once i get six months of rude i listen back to it i'm like oh this is so embarrassing no one can ever see this oh turns out no one gives a fuck anyway good win-win but um but no i am actually uh pretty happy with uh it if you you know if you can handle people who are bad at playing guitar and singing um i think you're pretty good at both well with lo-fi music oh i'm like objectively bad at guitar like Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like uh, I have like fucking fine motor issues. Like I can't actually properly. You have some chord
0: structures going on in your play sounds. a
1: guitar, but um, you know if 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 you can listen to Daniel Johnston, you can yeah. absolutely listen to Now more than ever.
0: Yeah, it's like Daniel Johnston meets Lou Barlow. I can see. I can. Yeah, see, I guess. Like, yeah,
1: those like those lo- uh, DIY like those yeah. home recordings Lou Barlow did. Yeah. Um. And Lou Barlow has a really good cover of Run to You by brian adams really holy shit really fucking good it's a bad song that he makes good um, which is
0: what elizabeth moss does in her smell with a brian adams song not the same not the same one but i've covered it heaven by brian adams i don't think i know that one it's beautiful it's a beautiful moment yeah yeah i think you're gonna like her i think you're gonna like her smell
1: i may i mean and i i've I've heard this before. I, like, I that's just, true. I know, know. I shouldn't say that. I'm very skeptical. <laughs> I shouldn't that I'll, that I'll like anything. Like, <laughs> uh, that, and it's like you know. And then if I'm pleasantly surprised, awesome. But yeah, um, you know, Alex Ross Perry's thing is fucking tired at this point. And
0: yeah, I can see why. To me, I mean,
1: to me, I can see why. Like, nothing against people who are into Alex Ross Perry movies, but I'm just like, uh, it's this fucking 2019. Like, I can't. I. I can't take movies that are just about awful people being awful. Um,
0: yeah, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: like I like that sort of thing is just like that's a really tough pill for me to swallow. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Yeah. What else did you see this year that you liked? I've seen three movies
1: this year that I liked. Mm. I saw Us by Jordan Peele. Yeah, which excellent, is excellent. Obviously flawed, but like really exciting and. I mean, you know, it's it's a fucking mess, but it's also, like, because it's a fucking mess, you can't guess what's going to happen next, which is... Yeah, that's
0: that's the that's the main pleasure I got out of it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Where where it's, like, opposed to Get Out, like, if you've seen the trailer to Get Out, you know pretty where it's going. much... Like, you yeah. don't necessarily know why what's happening is happening until you see the movie, but, like, you could guess from the start with the structure of that
0: thing. Yeah, um, but it's interesting, us, like, with Get Out and, and Us, once they get to the explanation, that's where I kind of go...
1: I don't know if I needed that, yeah, well, he's very literal, like yeah. he's very much a uh neat, tidy sort of screenwriting one o one sort of like set up this little detail here so mm-hmm. you can pay it off later, like all of these little good Hollywood housekeeping sort of screenplay tricks are throughout all both of those movies, which is like good because they that those things are fun, you know, like yeah. Like the like the dude grew up like paid attention to Steven Spielberg movies, you know, and stuff like that. Like, but they but the actual stories he tells are sort of irresolvable in a way that works against that instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, like if like there's a lot of sketch comedy now that is sort of esoteric and strange and off-putting and like you watch it and you don't even necessarily know what the initial comedic premise was yeah um like i think you should leave that's what i'm watching it's like i really (laughs) like that show i kind of do too i I, not every sketch obviously yeah but but like there's enough good sketches per episode yeah that it's like yeah that i really enjoyed that but there he sort of is throwing a lot of weird shit at the wall. And sometimes it's like that weird stomach, the t-shirt tugger,
0: TC (laughs) tuggers or whatever, that fucking sketch,
1: like absolutely bizarre and amazing. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know why you do this. Whereas like, if you watch something like key and peel, those sketches are so fucking tight. Like every shot, every line of dialogue has a really distinct purpose and really sets up the premise or subverts the premise or, uh takes the joke in a different direction or takes you by surprise because they've already set up like this like if you just look at Kean Peel as sort of proof of Jordan Peel's uh writing style like he is someone who is yeah very literal sure. um and very logic driven and when you combine that with the plot of us it's like oh this maybe shouldn't have that maybe this should have mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. more like I don't know, Messiah of evil or something. Where you yeah. finish it and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, it's more,
0: it's more, it's more <laughs> dream, dream like. Dream-like or yeah, yeah. Right? Like
1: he can't really pull off that nightmarish uh, tone that he wants to. But uh, but us is fucking good. Yeah, um, I really liked climax.
0: I thought climax is really fun. The opening to that was just like, holy shit! Yeah, that, that the energy that, of that dance
1: number good, and the rest of it's really kind of trashy fun. I think. Yeah. Thinks it's, I
0: think once they start talking, like the the. I, I did get a little restless with when he's cutting back and forth to all the people, them having conversations, and especially the two guys were just like complete pigs, you know.
1: Well, I mean, I, they're they're counterbalanced by everyone. Like I, I thought you need that because once the shit actually hits yeah. the fan, like you really need to have a good idea mm-hmm. of who those people are because that is what informs your understanding of where they go once they all are, are all freaking out on acid. Yeah. So like, I thought. That sequence was all very good as far as just a way of establishing distinct identities sure. for everyone, um, mm-hmm. yeah. and making sure that the rest of it had anybody. Thought meaning it went on a little
0: long, but other than
1: that, yeah, yeah. it is a little long. You're, no, I, I agree with you there, but right. uh, I did enjoy that. Yeah, me too. And then there's, but there's just some stuff where it's like, oh, I think he's like, I think he thinks he's really pushing your buttons and is really saying something. And like, I'm not from France, like he, like the way that movie proceeds. If it was about. You know, France has some really bad shit uh, going on as far as, like, Islamophobia, as far oh, as, yeah. the in general, across Europe, there's, like, a real fear of, like, refugees and immigrants and stuff mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. And, like, maybe if you – and, like, that movie starts with just, like, a big fucking Amer- uh, French flag saying, like, proudly a French production. Yeah. And then, like, shows all these people dancing and harmonious and, like, this, like, culturally mul- diverse, you know, multinational, multiracial, multigender – uh, multisexuality sort mm-hmm. of group Coming together to create something amazing And then tearing each other apart And it's like, it's very easy to imagine That as an allegory for sure. France that I just Can't quite understand, because I'm not Entrenched yeah. in French politics, but right. At the same time, it's Like, I, it just doesn't hit those depths That I think it, think it does. And
0: both us And Climax open very similarly Yeah, yeah, Which, with the fucking VHS tapes Yeah, I was like, that's kind of cool <laughs> What if all movies did that? Oh, I here are here it. are all my influences. That's
1: like if you watch like shot on video movies from the nineties. Mm-hmm. There's fucking horror movie because they're just shooting in their because they're all horror dorks and they're all shooting in their own houses and yeah. bedrooms. So it's mm-hmm. just like you're just constantly seeing fucking Night of Living Dead posters everywhere, and it just makes you groan. When I made my movie, I actually had to redecorate my fucking living room so oh, there yeah. wouldn't be movie posters because <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, that's gonna take edit, That's gonna take people out of the movie if they see. That's my, a good point autographed hot fuzz and maniac cop 2 posters right so they'll be
0: focusing on that they'll
1: the least notice you are, or yeah. they're like oh is that supposed to be meaningful and it's like no i just mm. shot my apartment because i it's a no budget <laughs> movie um so like yeah we redecorated for that very reason mm-hmm. so i like yeah i it's kind of corny i think the vhs things what was the third one
0: probably high life right yeah high life's fun yeah like, another movie i don't think is actually that deep I, I feel like it could be But I'm, I didn't pick up on it on I, I believe feeling.
1: it not to be Okay. Um. Especially like I think I watched Beau Travail Like two days beforehand mm. Beau Travail's Fucking insanely I to watch good Yeah And then compared to that Like High Life is Did we watch that For our Claire Denny
0: episode? Yeah I, I did
1: Okay yeah I must We watched I, 35 shots of rum Definitely um, white, white material too. And yeah. I think I watched Beau Travail as well Because mm. that was the first time I saw that and Yeah Beau Travail Is a perfect film Yeah Um, and, uh, but like high life is the attraction is Robert Pattinson acting with a baby. Like the attraction is just sort of like,
0: I, I, never would have expected me to be like, I can't, I just want to watch him on screen in general all the time. Yeah. I think he's a compelling presence.
1: Yeah. yeah, No, he's good. I mean, it's like after Kristen Stewart is also a fucking good actor, but you wouldn't know either of them are from Twilight because the material's bad. That's why I always like. Uh, there are there are performances that are quote unquote good slash great performances that people consider to be like oh this is a, because they're big and because they're showy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. because they fit a certain uh, guidelines of what you think those performances should be yeah um, that I never get into just because I don't think the script is actually good like Michael Shannon in uh, Revolution Revolutionary
0: Road <laughs> Revolution Road one of our first arguments yeah. I mean, um, I can, I understand like, your I think it's like,
1: uh, Well, I mean, like, Michael Shannon is a good actor, but the script is bad. There's only so much you can do when the script is bad.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, he makes it watchable. <laughs> like, yeah, even yeah. if he's, even if he's big, I don't know. I find it entertaining. No, no, for sure. It's, a, but it's just like, it doesn't one, have the nuance of something like Take Shelter, you know. But, yeah. I
1: but, mean, I would not also call that like a great script, but like, eh. it, it has more nuance than, yeah, uh, Revolutionary, Revolutionary Road. I think that's what it was.
0: Yeah. Isn't there another... There's Reservation Road, Revolutionary Road. Sam Mendes, what happened? Road to Perdition. Yo, what happened to Sam Mendes? The Road. Um, I don't know. What's he up to? I was. Isn't he doing he, like he, another he, Bond or something like that? I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, he should be doing something. Oh, Patrick. Yeah. We do this thing yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we just started doing this technically last year, but... Uh, It's not Three makes a trend It's true Yeah I mean we can Just call it a trilogy For want But I enjoyed You know Podcasting with you Even just on a year As a yearly tradition And I just enjoy Shoving things into trilogies Whenever possible Me too Of movies or one movie, I should say, each that uh, you know might find interesting or hopefully have a lot to talk about. So that <laughs> that was the idea last year. <laughs> yeah, and we chose two I, very I, interesting I, I, I movies not to talk have a about. Computer
1: in front of me, so I cannot relate uh, to you fine audience members what I went through when I opened my email one morning. Um, okay, so last year uh, you were like. I really want you to see Take Shelter. Take Shelter is a movie I loved that came out while we were recording the podcast, and you just never saw it. Mm -hmm. And I really want you to see it. And then I was like, okay, me and you, we differ on the Phantom Thread. I just saw this movie that I think sort of does the Phantom Thread, but better. And I think that would make an interesting conversation, so you see that. This year, I get like four emails from you like... What about this French movie from the 30s? I don't think it's on DVD. I don't know how you can see it. Hold on. Wait, no. What about this movie? Uh, wait, this sounds this, this good. Russian movie. Actually, I was looking we're gonna. For. Yeah, it was like some Russian movie, and I was like, actually, uh, let's go with this Hong Kong action movie. So like, I don't, I don't these understand. These are not movies that you have deep attachment to. That
0: like, what was, what was your thought process behind this? I, well, I guess I could, I could have gone similarly and be like. Patrick, you still haven't seen Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah, that's what
1: I was expecting. Like, you I know? literally, when you even mentioned the, us doing this episode again, I'm like, well,
0: I guess I'm finally seeing Beasts of the Southern Wild. I, I don't know. I, th- at, at some point, I was like, uh, let's just have fun. Let's have a fun experience with a movie. Okay. But
1: it's like you, had, <laughs> you hadn't seen the movie when you I know. assigned it. So you didn't know that would be a fun experience. But I kept reading all these good
0: things about it. And I'd never seen it. I never, I'm not familiar with the director. I mean, I've You're heard- You're a little familiar with the director. I've seen Iron Monkey. He's also the choreographer of,
1: like, The Matrix.
0: Oh, okay. yun <laughs> Ping. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, I actually knew nothing about this movie, and when you asked why I chose it, I honestly couldn't remember. But um, I guess that's, that showcases my brains becoming more and more decrepit as I get older. Sure. But uh, my theory is right now is that since it, it's a 1989 film... I may have come across it while doing research for the other yearly tradition oh, yeah. of doing a retrospective show. Like it was probably on some list somewhere. And I just put it in the in the back of my mind. And then, you know, sometimes I just do these weird letterbox deep dives of somebody mentioned this movie, somebody gave this five stars, or you sure. know, or you know, Mike D'Angelo gave this a high rating, so I make note of it, or I put it on the, is watch the list. That is
1: sort of the primary um, the primary uh, advantage of the way Letterbox is set up is it's really easy to just sort of dive deeper and deeper. The way you like sort of enter a YouTube hole, like yeah, clicking yeah, ra- yeah, recommended yeah. videos, and then eventually you get to like an alt right video about SJWs <laughs> forcing Captain Marvel down your throat mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but like, uh, but on like Letterbox, you can always see on any movie page if anyone you've seen it ever, anyone you follow has seen
0: it and what they thought. Right.
1: And yeah, you can discover some really cool stuff that way.
0: I think it was. I was in the mood to throw back to the mid '90s to some degree because I remember when I first saw Rumble in the Bronx in the theater, and I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, This "Is your first Jackie Chan movie?" Yeah, and I was kind of like, "Whoa!" I didn't know like I could watch fucking you know like a Buster Keaton movie and in, in you know and with kung fu essentially, and. I I came across this title, and obviously there's this is, what, the fourth in the series? So I was like, well... We, we should just say the title of the film is In the, in line, the line of, of Fire Duty.
1: 4. In the Line of Duty 4. In the, of Duty 4. <laughs> in the Line of Duty 4, technically, but also that is a title that... in It's actually part of a series not called In the Line of Duty in Hong Kong. Like, it's called, like mother policeman or something like that like (laughs) the female
0: lead is the sort
1: of recurring character in the series
0: yes madam yes madam
1: not mother policeman yes madam three i think is the (laughs) other so like i don't actually know the lineage of this film but luckily you don't need to you just it can stand on its own yes the plot is kind of irrelevant
0: it kind of is because it's just and that's why both of these movies i think are, are are ones that you're you have to see because they're just so driven by their visuals and the things that happen within them that, I mean, yes, we can describe them in detail. what makes them great. But in the end, you kind of need to see these action scenes for yourself for Mm -hmm. your, with your own eyes to know what we're talking about, what makes it so entertaining. Uh, but yeah, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen Cynthia Kahn in some movies in the past. Uh, obviously Donnie Yen. I know I've seen him in a few things, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I I don't know. I thought it was just you know let's let's have some mindless fun and, and enjoy. Like again, I, I haven't d- d- dived deep into the world of Hong Kong cinema in in ways that I I kind of wish I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I watching this, I was like, I remember in Super Cop when Michelle Yeoh as like fighting on ambulances or like doing a lot of car stunts and jumping around and. Certainly, you could see the influence of these of the, of the the choreography of these fight scenes on The Matrix. Now, now that you brought that up, I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, that makes sense to me now." Um, and maybe even you know the, the just the, the fighting on top of trucks moving is pretty magnificent to watch, mm-hmm. and that happens in The Matrix Reloaded too. Uh,
1: Th- these movies because they're modern films um, and they take place in you know vertical sort of places like they take place in buildings. People are jumping on top of things. People mm-hmm. are jump, you know, climbing up warehouses and yeah. going through windows, elevator shafts. elevator like. shafts, stuff like that. Like they're very much about people using their environment, which again, I think is sort of a Jackie Chan thing. And sort of, yeah. even though this is, I, I guess you would qualify this as a martial arts film. Like there's some guns and stuff, but the yeah, there's a little bit scenes, of everything. The action scenes aren't generally gun based. They're mm-hmm. mostly martial arts based. Yeah. Um but there's, because swords, there's swords. And because guns there's and stuff. Oh yeah, there is a sword at the end. Yeah. Um, because it's modern and it's sort of using the environment. It's uh a little it does it feels like a separate lineage than like a Shaw Brothers mm-hmm. sort of kung fu movie. Um like a five deadly venoms or something like that. Yeah.
0: And just some of the the, the nemeses in this film, a lot of weird <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the motorcycle or you know the, the, there's a fight between yen and uh i think this guy's this guy's name is michael woods where he, he's the bad guy in the motorcycle and they get into a big joust and yeah all that uh just some of his facial re- expressions are hilarious uh <laughs> just it's and he's like he's like spazzing out when he's fighting you know and it's it's something that i think is very funny to watch, but also really intense. And and as someone who recently have done, done sound design on a movie, I'm watching this going, how the, like the sound design, how do you, how do you fucking, you know, edit those sound, like every single punch. What do you mean? I mean, every single punch and kick has a sound effect right after it's done or right, right when there's contact. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I'd like to see that process. I mean, it seems like it would be exhausting with the number of, you know, and, and, you know, just... All I mean, the, the- it's a
1: martial arts movie. There's a, sa- there's a library to it. Oh, I'm like, sure. if you... Yeah. Like I said, this isn't Not a Shaw in- Brothers movie. This is 1989. So like it, the sound editing's a little more sophisticated than mm-hmm. it was in the 70s. But yeah. like, there's like, if you watch like a, a, a martial arts movie from the 70s, it's like the same three sound effects for every movement, but I'm sure the sound library isn't that much larger for this. I'm right. sure they didn't actually do individual fully for every state. <laughs> like that would be a very intense time intensive
0: process. That's what I mean. It's like, I, I imagine somebody doing that live and being I mean, like- these are,
1: these are films that are made by studios that make a lot of these types of films. So right. you, uh, yeah. you know, you can imagine that they're, they have a library of these sorts of sound effects, especially since realism is not key. Then again, we, I watched, uh, I watched it dubbed. So, I mean, ah. not, yeah, yeah. I watched it dubbed so on Amazon Prime. So it's like you're already not necessarily getting the original audio track. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't think they would change the sound mixing or music or anything, but yeah, there's already that like division between the picture and sound mm-hmm. because obviously, like, the lips don't match up and everything, though. The funny thing about this movie, so the plot of this movie is that there, it takes place in quote unquote Seattle, which is, it's like the phoniest fucking look in America you've ever seen. (laughs) Only emphasized because later they go to Hong Kong and it looks the exact same. Sure. Um, It's about an immigrant who witnesses some, the CIA doing some fucking dirt and tries to get snuffed out and he gets deported. And then eventually the cops who are doing the deporting, like come to believe that him and his story about the CIA... Dealing drugs or whatever, and they try to take down the CIA, right? That sort of thing. But uh,
0: it's like The Departed, essentially. It's,
1: <laughs> but it takes place in. Uh, it's not like The Departed no, in any kidding. way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, but like, it takes place originally. In Seattle, uh, which means that it's just like every interior has a fucking American flag somewhere in it. Yeah. And it's it's like, boy, this the fucking Seattle Police Department sure has a high population of Asians, because <laughs> like I didn't know they were they had diversity hires like that. Like, good mm-hmm. on them, because they're 75% Asian. Um but uh this movie to me, like mostly what it made me think of is like being six or seven and walking around an arcade and looking at you know like lethal enforcers and final uh final fight yeah final fight is the brawler mm. um and street, double dragon street and, fighter and yeah. street fighter like all of that sort of thing like it has this sort of ridiculous cartoon logic where they're transporting the prisoner and then another truck pulls up and then just like ninjas come out sort of <laughs> yeah. and are hopping from one trick to another it's like yes i have played that level you know like that is yeah, absolutely is like part a, of shinobi it is like
0: a live action video game
1: uh it's it's super like everyone they pull out guns and they're like just doing these super wide stance double-handed sort of gun points all the time <laughs> like the way that like bad guys will pop up in lethal enforcers and like it's like you know that the 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 bad, like the hoodlum kind of white guys are just like weird dudes with mustaches and ho- and like sweatshirts, uh, who just kind of look like weird middle-aged, out of shape guys who pop up from behind a crate and fire yeah. a gun. And yeah, like,
0: and, always and, 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 and like
1: those games also would take place in America, but because they were made in Japan primarily, like they also had sort of a very phony Americana to them. So in general, this movie just feel like, yeah, like right now we're, we have the movie on in the background and they just saw like Time Magazine, which is like <laughs> a big plot point where it's like, yes, Time Magazine is propped up uh, on this wall, on this coffee table very prominently. So, you know, it takes place in America later on. Literally, they kidnap someone. And they are like hung from
0: a rope, <laughs> oh, yeah. like someone
1: you're saving in the final <laughs> boss of fucking Streets of Rage or something.
0: Right. Um kidnap the mother, I believe. Yeah, yeah, so
1: it's it's a very sort of silly movie, but it's not silly in the way that like a Jackie Chan movie's silly, where it's like they're doing a fight scene and then Jackie gets hit in the balls and it's just a close up of his face, like crossing
0: Ooh. his eyes. Yeah.
1: It's uh it's silly in that it's mostly only concerned with the action scenes and the rest. And they never go down.
0: (laughs) They just keep getting hit and pummeled and then mm -hmm, just kind of keep going. Well,
1: you know, yeah, you're in a fucking fight. What are you going to do? Lose? That's true. You got to get up. You got to keep going. I think
0: if I got hit in the face once, I'd be down. Well, (laughs) but you're not a trained martial
1: artist like this immigrant dock worker who happens to be absolutely insane. Um, yeah, it's I don't. It is. It it's is a, a lot very, of fun. It's a very fun movie, yeah. and it's uh, it's and it does do just enough work on the characters and the story and stuff that it you that you're not bored mm-hmm. in the few moments that there aren't people fighting each other. Yeah.
0: No, I'm I cared
1: about what was happening. Um,
0: but then again, I'm just like this is just cool to watch, and it's been a long time since I watched something like. Yeah.
1: This. Well, yeah. last year I watched a bunch of Asian movies, so like mm-hmm. I saw. Like this, I would not put among the the great all time like Hong Kong action movies. Yeah, you like, watched
0: one that you gave five stars. That I have I. Which one was that? I forgot what it was. Probably Full Contact. Maybe it's a Chow yeah. Yon, It's a Ringo Lam yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be it.
1: I think it's Full Contact. Um, Full that. Contact is Ooh. a fucking yeah. scorcher. Like I can't. Full contact is way like I I like it because John Woo movies. Here's the thing, like John Woo movies, they kind of want you to care about the characters and like the theme For sure. and the sort of overwrought melodrama. And I never give a fuck about any of that. Yeah. Like I really think like no, these are all bad people. Like this dirty cop is a bad cop and fuck him. Mm-hmm. Like all those characters, I just yeah. Don't... The, the killer and hard boiled are kind of bloated sometimes. Yeah, the, the, like with the plot, whereas. Full contact is just nasty and mm-hmm. grimy and nonstop, fast paced and just and like just unbelievably imaginative and it has some of that same sort of video game feel to it, which isn't necessarily inherently a video game quality as much as just what I associate a lot of those kind of signifiers with. But sure, um, yeah, full contact's fucking great, and it's this is in full contact. I wouldn't put this on in the realm of like certain Johnny Toe movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, Yun Wu Ping is really good at staging fight scenes. Um, and it was funny watching this right after seeing, um, Avengers Endgame. game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is how it should have been then, like, not just, not just <laughs> Avengers, uh, end but I also saw like, uh, what black Panther and, uh Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and uh Thor
0: Ragnarok.
1: Thor Ragnarok and uh Infinity War. So like I this saw This is how you do I action. saw all these Marvel movies in a row that are just like and then you sort of watch a screensaver. You watch two people. Yeah, right now we're <laughs> seeing a fight scene as two people are fucking sword fighting with shovels as their motorcycles. Ride right next to each other. The other thing, yeah. you watch these movies and there's just like some really dangerous stunt work. And you're I know, like, and you're like, how, how the fuck boy, I get away with these this? These people sure as fuck don't have a union.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, you almost yeah.
1: kind of feel bad watching people like, Get kicked out of a two-story window, and then in one shot, you see them just land on their fucking neck. Like, (laughs) it's It's it's
0: nuts, yeah.
1: Um, The other thing I love about Yun-Wu Ping is, in this movie, he keeps finding ways to have airplanes in the background. Like, I think he just knew the flight paths of airplanes (laughs) and would just time a shot so that, like, people are riding their motorcycle as an airplane flies behind them. Mm -hmm. Um, I I guess it's just, like, for production value, but it, it ends up being really fun. Uh, <laughs> like just like just seeing all these fucking airplanes everywhere like they're all fighting right outside the airport <laughs> some extreme sports going on yeah as we watch this right now but uh yeah like so
0: i'm interested in seeing more films of his i he actually did a crouching tiger sequel yeah, yeah. that's on netflix mm. i don't
1: i didn't watch it but it's a crouching tiger sequel so i'm sort oh of it's gotten it terrible reviews in spirit
0: yeah, yeah. that's um, a shame but yeah, no, I've Crouching seen Tiger
1: and Dragon was probably seen, the first I've, martial arts movie I ever watched.
0: I've seen some of the Ip Man films. Yeah. yeah.
1: The Ip Mans are good. Did he direct those?
0: He did the latest one. Oh. Okay. I guess it was last year. I,
1: hmm. Are you talking about the because Do- there's a lot of Ip, different Ip Man series. Are you talking about the it Donnie says, Yen Ip Man? Yeah.
0: The Ip Man Legacy. No, of, I don't think that's. It says he directed it last year. Yeah, Master, I Master, Master Donnie,
1: Z. I don't think that's Donnie Yen Ip Man. Because there's it oh, man you're right. one I two and three. Not. Um, and oh, it was produced by the Donnie. Don, Yen. Those are the Donnie Yen films. Okay, but there's also because it man was an actual historical figure. It's not uh. like someone owns the copyright to him, right? So there's a lot. Once those movies were successful, there's a lot of fucking it man movies. Mm. I think technically the Grand Master, the Wong Kar Wai <gasps> movie, is also an it man yeah. movie. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of it man movies. Okay. Um. There's yeah. Another, there's another sort of action comedy i would i guess i would qualify this as like an action comedy um in some oh yeah i I laughed quite a bit uh and uh there's another action comedy he did that's more traditional martial arts film and i can't remember the name of it it's like white panther or something like that Hmm. and that's also on amazon prime
0: yeah cool i i like i said i think it was more of a curiosity and sort of wanting to revisit this genre (laughs) that i sort of I I'm, I'm didn't no pay much attention to sort of things, so unfortunately, I don't have a lot more insight into this movie. <laughs> no, I, I, can't, I don't I can't either. That's, the, in, that's like, the thing about both of these movies. Like I said, it's you have to see it to to really know it. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know if a conversation about it would be very interesting. I'm I would, say. I would say five minute
1: centimeters per second. There is more yeah, going
0: on. Yeah. Oh, for sure, thematically and whatnot. Yeah. Um, But no, I yeah, I am glad we watched this, and it kind of makes me want to watch more mm-hmm. Just just for fun, you know. You uh, yeah, I will. But yeah, maybe next year I'll actually choose something that i like, Patrick really needs to see this movie I love. Yeah. And then I'll have a lot more to say. <laughs> like yeah. I See, the problem with
1: me, I would have to choose movies for you, but you watch 10 times more than I do. So it's very rare that I've seen a movie that I think you would love that you have not already seen. Because mm. you see 70 to 100 movies a year. Like not, I mean like, in the 2016, you saw that many 2016 movies, basically. Yeah, you're right. So, like, that's what I mean, like, by you see more than that a year. But, like, I you watch, though, you watch, you stay so current that it's not frequent that I can actually, like, catch one that you missed. Right. Whereas me, if I don't think I'll enjoy something, even if it's getting rave reviews, mm-hmm. I'll usually ignore it.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas it took me a very long time to finally watch Buckaroo Banzai, and I did that last night. I oh, really? Like, yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was fun. It's been a
1: while. Yeah. I think that, that's amazing in context, but
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I could see that. I think it's really once inventive. It's, 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 once
1: it's been hyped up, it's it's a sort of thing that's it's not necessarily so amazing mm-hmm. on its own.
0: Yeah. It's more see why it's like I can see why it's amazing to some people. You
1: have to you really have to think about it in context of like why does this exist?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it it reminded me of like David Byrne kind of did a movie like a science fiction <laughs> weird action comedy cuz like David it, Byrne? Yeah, it felt like it had some of his I, maybe maybe like true stories, oh, you know, just like the sense of humor. Like David
1: Yeah. I thought you were saying you were like saying it felt like a movie David Byrne did, an no, actual movie that no, exists no. which
0: is a sci-fi it comedy just, and I was like especially at the end credits it just seemed like with all the characters walking together in rhythm to the music and the score it was just I don't know. I just got like a like a David like a, a David Byrne quality. Huh. Maybe it's weird. because I recently rewatched True Stories too. That was like just a weird sense of humor going on here that I love. I mean, there
1: was a, there was a very we, there's it was like a time period of a lot of like willfully uh, cultish kind of movies, like willful mm-hmm. cult sensibility. Like you also have like it feels more of a piece of something like Streets of Fire, okay, or a like. I don't know, even like Rumblefish or something where it's just like mm. these movies that are very willfully trying to be the film equivalent of a different sort of a cultural thing where this is like an old serial um, or like Rumblefish is, you know, like a juvenile delinquent kind of movie from the 50s and kind of feels like yeah. film noir. Or, uh, Maybe Street something of Fire like is something like very like- throwback 50s rock and roll greaser yeah.
0: sort of a thing. Earth girls are easy. Yeah, like kind of it, it. It feels it's 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 like a it's a again I, I use this term a lot, but it is a, a, a genre mashup that is mm-hmm. just encased in this but, weird Buckaroo sensibility. Banzai
1: goes further than I think any of the Rumblefishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rumblefishes is, I mean, Rumblefish is an art house film, so it it kind of exists in a different place. Buckaroo yeah, Bonsai is. I don't know, but also like. If you don't know anything about Pee-wee Herman, like if you haven't – if you weren't (laughs) happen to be in L.A. and see the stage show for Pee-wee Herman and you saw Pee-wee's Big Adventure, that movie feels like it fell out of a fucking other universe. Yeah. Like that movie is – that has such a completely well-captured aesthetic that is so its own and unlike Mm -hmm. anything else that ever existed before it. Yeah. Like it kind of feels like that happened a lot in the 80s. There's a lot of movies that you see and they kind of feel – like it's kind of hard to – figure out where the hell they came from.
0: Did you ever see Parents? Uh, yeah, 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 I've seen Parents. Yeah, just something like an, a really idiosyncratic movie that you, something like you haven't seen before. I mean, mm-hmm. you could say like, oh yeah, it's got some lynching qualities to it, but it's just, you never seen anything like it. And that, yeah. that, that that in of itself is exciting. And uh, I kind of felt that way recently about Under the Silver, Silver Lake too. Mm-hmm. Although again, it's one of those movies where you can go, oh, I can see that influence or that inspiration mm-hmm. throughout. Thomas Pynchon is the thing I keep hearing. Yeah. yeah. Which I like. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tell me about five centimeters per second. Because uh, how'd you come across this one?
1: Um, I think I probably came across it the same way you came across the other movie where I was just sort of jumping around uh, mm-hmm. letterboxed and this is from the director of your name which was sort of a notable film of like 2 years ago or something like that. Yeah. Uh he's an anime director and I'm always interested. Like I I fucking absolutely adore the aesthetics of anime except for I don't like fantasy, I don't like Japanese humor, I don't like uh fucking just over the top goofiness. I don't and like I don't care about like deep mythologies or people fated to do things or like mm-hmm. they're like everything anime is about And anime is super broad spectrum of a lot of different things. Oh, but sure. like generally speaking, anime always puts me off. And even the universally accepted beloved animes, like, like Studio princess, Ghibli, a princess lot of those, Mononoke I think are terrible. One of them, yeah. We're like, I like, I like princess Mononoke a lot, but like, I think like, I, I think there's a lot of even, uh, Miyazaki films that are just sort of trash. Um, that I'm just not into. Um, so like, I'm always on the lookout for like. At some point, I'm going to f- stumble upon the anime that I am into. Yeah. Um. And this is it. That's happened with me. Uh, with with five yeah. centimeters per second. Although
0: I think Grave of the Fireflies definitely worked. For I mean, there's
1: exceptions. Yeah. Like Cowboy Bebop is a fucking incredible show. But like, mm-hmm. I I've, I've never been able to settle into anime enough that I can just feel comfortable checking out anime and being like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I'll like this. Maybe I'll like this. I'm like. I'm pretty sure most people who would call themselves into anime don't like every anime like I like horror, but I don't like most horror movies, you know, sure so like but i does i do I like so little of it that I generally don't feel like it's worth my time to even delve into it mm-hmm. um and I didn't even really like your name that much, which is uh
0: I know i gotta change my name sometime
1: the the critically acclaimed yeah i that's I don't really like James Eric. I'm I glad know. that you went to Jim laskowski. I agree. I don't really like that film that much. And the thing I don't like about that film is that it is like, again, this sort of fantasy, sort of high concept yeah, thing
0: that. Mm-hmm. It is high concept. You're right. Whereas it's less relatable than
1: Five this. centimeters per second is super, super fucking grounded in reality, but it gets the melodrama through just sort of naturally what your emotions are like when you're a teenager. Yeah um it's a so it's a film i want to say it's a it's in three, three parts. parts it's like three episodes so you can call it i mean i i was i always thought of it as an ova which is the term for anime that's direct to video hmm. so like a lot of anime is not something that airs on television it's something that they create a limited series that debuts on dvd or streaming or whatever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's ova um I don't know what it stands for, but original video anime. Let's say that.
0: I like that. Um,
1: at any rate, I thought it was an OVA, but it actually did have a theatrical debut before anything else. So it is a film.
0: Oh, I would love to see this or, on the big screen. Or it's maybe it was like,
1: I don't know. I don't know what the fuck The Originist is. But at any rate, it's a three-part, um, one-hour-long film-slash-series that takes place over a long period of time about this character um, and sort of this girl he was very uh, close friends with and fell in love with who moved away. Um, And it's okay. So the the chief, the most striking thing about this series is the editing. Mm. It's, it is, it is directed and edited in a way that no animated movies basically ever are because it's, absolutely fucking ridiculous and i can't imagine how expensive this was or how cuz the thing about animation is that you can draw a background and then you can have multiple scenes in this background you only need to have the background drawn once or something like that yeah. like the or in anime especially like a lot of keyframes are reused and stuff because people are talking and it's it's more economical right, to not right. have super Tons of spoke animation for every single moment of your show because that just gets way, way more expensive than a comparable like scene in live action or whatever. This, especially the first episode and especially like the first 10 minutes, it's like maybe three shots every two seconds. Like it cuts so fast and they are all super striking detailed images uh, so it's just like this super crazy montage set with this voiceover. Um, this very melodramatic sort of emotional angsty, you know, teen sort of voiceover with this dramatic piano music playing. So like in some ways it has a very anime sensibility. Mm-hmm. But it's all modern Tokyo. Um, the first part is at least. And it's all uh, just absolutely gorgeous looking.
0: Yeah. Every shot is again. It's like one of the it's almost like when I was watching uh tree of life again recently it's like i want every frame of this on my wall mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so beautiful to look or, at.
1: or and it's like it, all, it reminds me of something like sort of upstream color almost where it's like yeah the way it's, the it's very fluid it's yeah it's just super fluid about flowing from one idea yeah. to the next and it's not particularly concerned about whether or not you're following what's going on mm-hmm. um like there's a lot of exposition that is given across through very fleeting images um because what's mostly important is about emotion. So it's about this, like the first one, is, they're basically three short stories. Right. Um, it's basically a collection of, well, it's like two With short the same stories characters. and then a bad music video. But <laughs> I don't like, I think the third part is bad. But um,
0: I like the song. It's, it's, it's small. It's sm, wow. Schmaltzy. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. Oh well, I'm not a fan of the third part,
1: but, uh, so the first short story is this, you get the backstory of this friendship between this boy and this girl, and they're like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lives in Tokyo and she lives in some small town, and he's going to move away from Tokyo to a different small town that is so far away that like he would never conceivably ever be able to visit her. Yeah. So it's sort of like this time thing where like he this is his last chance to go and see her before maybe they never see each other again. Um and it's all about this and it takes place in the nineties. Yeah, uh, before smartphones and before all. Before smartphones and and stuff like that. And it's like it's basically a harrowing tale of transportation. Yeah. It's like a harrowing
0: tale of having to transfer trains and stuff like that. Um again, very grounded things that could happen. Yes. Yeah. It, um it's very relatable now. reminds me of Richard Linkletter, too. You know, just like that sort of it's not necessarily romantically idealistic in the way that the first before Sunrise movie was, mm-hmm. but I feel like the emotion, at least, and just how you know, you really want to connect with somebody, but there's these circumstances that are preventing that. Whether if it's time, whether if it's distance, uh, you know, and certainly that plays like that emotion from before sunset. I think plays into this at some point too, where they're able, to, where they're not able to actually be what they want to be together. You know, because they can't get to each other. I guess <laughs> it's been a bit. I guess it's been a bit, but befe- be- before
1: sunset. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking of before sunrise because that's the yeah. one with the train. Oh, <laughs> well, true. That makes sense too. Yeah. <laughs> My mistake. Before sunset. Yeah, I guess I can see it. I think it's still an anime. Like it's still sort of precious and simplistic in a way that I think the Linklater movies are not. Mm. Um, about like I mean, and it's it's fitting. It's not like uh, in a bad way, but it's just about thirteen year olds. So like, sure. Like when you are. Attracted to someone and you're 13, what your brain tells you is you're in love with them. If you don't, Get if they them. don't know this and then love you back, you're going to die. <laughs> Pretty much, like it is so like yeah, it at, feels that way. At when that you're age, watching you're, it. every every feeling is so overblown and ridiculous and counterintuitive. Um, yeah, like when I was and especially and if you're I was... shy like these characters and yeah, mm-hmm. really afraid to express yourself. Uh, like yeah, they're these, introverts who like to write letters and right. That's how they connected. Was they're mm-hmm. both kind of they're told uh, the line is like they're both sickly or whatever and stayed inside reading during yeah. recess and stuff like that. So, but I it's, can relate to that. <laughs> but like, so it's just like super insanely quick montage for twenty minutes of absolutely gorgeous fucking Japanese <laughs> metropolitan transportation. Like, yeah. it's really dorky. Like, it's the sort of thing that it's just like, oh no, I'm just a fucking dork. Like, this is absolutely my shit. Um, And the fact that it does capture that emotion. And also like, I remember being 14 or 15 and you can't drive. And yeah. I went to like a private school. So like everyone came from different towns and places mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like we all came from a centralized district. So like, I remember a lot of my, early relationships they're just being an insane amount of angst about travel and distance and like how am i going to see you
0: that's the thing i liked about this the most too is just like it gets really practical with like how can i get to this train at Mm -hmm. this time at this particular moment or what's going to happen if this train is stuck here for a long period of time And he
1: doesn't have a cell phone because yeah he can't call and like he just has a piece of paper that has all of the different numbers of the things he has to catch and yeah, it's it's like harrowing in a funny way and it's and but like it's all constant voiceover because it's all montage you don't really see any scenes playing out in full. Mm-hmm. So it's it like it has a really emotional immediacy to it um yeah. at the same time and it's just it's absolutely gorgeous looking. And I right. think and it's like it's one of those things that I can't say it's Brilliant or like, oh, this is a really detailed and deep dive into what it's like to be that age or anything like that. There's something kind of shallow to it, but like it manages to capture in these sort of offhanded images and these sort of interesting choices in mm-hmm. how it decides to frame a scene like like for example, they're in the first part in the first episode. During part of his voiceover about her moving away and missing her and like all of that, it just shows completely unconnected to him. It just shows sort of a bird flying through the sky, like <laughs> leaving sort of the Tokyo and just sort yeah. of fly. And it's just this.
0: It's a very malic touch
1: uh, for a for a for a for a, uh, for a for a for a film that edits so with qu- so quickly. Like it's the first sort of long Uh, Mm the time we spend with a single thing and it's just this bird. And then you finally see that it is like gotten to her. And that is how it has chosen to depict the distance to you. And then later in like the third episode, I think, or maybe the second episode, there's like more bird imagery, but it means something different now because it's about a different thing. So like, there's just, it's just every, the way that I think of upstream color, like every choice it makes with its shots, it's like, it's both economical, but also striking and surprising. Right. Um What was, the, it what was the Lin Ramsey movie that came out? You recently? were never really here? That one also kind of does that, except I thought the material itself was kind of bad. But, like, that is another movie where every scene is sort of done in a way you don't expect it to be told, and yeah, it, like super economically. Um Again, it's one of those that subverts your expectations yeah, with how like, it's edited. It's one of those things that you never ever see an animation because it is so insanely expensive and i don't know like if he just if this had a small crew that just sort of worked as like a passion project for a hmm. very long time on it or if it did have a big budget or what like i don't actually know enough about the production
0: yeah i don't either details honestly, of anime or right. whatever
1: but it's so striking and that I, w- I want to say, like, I think that first part, that first sort of short story is the best part of the film. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, second part follows him after he has moved, and he is no longer the protagonist. The protagonist is a girl who is sort of in the same situation he was in, where she's in love with him, but she can't say anything because she's too shy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has... And they, they are in the island on in Japan in the early 2000s, where they were launching a space probe uh, out into the deep rates of space, oh, right, which it yeah. was a real thing. Like the first time I saw this, I thought it was sci-fi because I'm like, I didn't know Japan had a space program, but I looked it up and they actually do have a space program and it's all hmm. like an actual time and place. I certainly thing don't,
0: is- don't know mu- as much about it as russia <laughs> Right. <laughs> Russian yeah. Well, program. yeah,
1: it was, they didn't, they launched satellites and stuff like yeah. that, but it's, it's not nearly as involved as American Russia's space programs. Yeah. At any rate. And, he now is like this total fucking hunk who is like, because he's so quiet. It's, it's just like, Oh, of course she fucking falls for him. Mm -hmm. Like we know that he's just a weird neurotic weirdo, uh, introvert. But like to her, he's just this super cool, mysterious, mysterious kind of guy who, because she is, you know, he's 13 in the first part. Now they're like 17 or 18. Like, of course she has built him up to be like, this absolute confident guy who has everything figured out because yeah. he doesn't seem to panic. So why would he? It's not, couldn't possibly be that he's withdrawn from moving around. so much. <laughs> um, And it's sort of about her lusting after him and like trying to arrange situations where they talk. And um, she doesn't know that he's still pining for this other girl. Uh, she doesn't really know anything about his deal because he's very quiet. Yeah. Um, and it's all like her internal monologue, but you also like see her sister. And again, it's like, Modern, really detailed, really beautiful, um, and they use the space imagery really well where there's just this moment they're walking home and then it's completely by surprise just like a fucking space shuttle launches into the sky and they're both <laughs> watching it. If you look at the poster, you look at the movie, like, that's what the poster is. Right. And it's this, like, it's this perfect, uh, visual metaphor for, like, the impossibly explosive and, um... <laughs> you know unstable sort of emotional state of being a teenager even yeah. though when you're an older teenager you're just like oh, not, you're not going to say any of it um but you're feeling it and yeah it's, and it's it's really it's really astute in that way uh what is the name of this director
0: oh crap can you look that up for me i don't yeah. have a computer in front of me makato shinkai is that right are
1: you asking me if that is pronounced right, or are you asking me if that's pronounced <laughs> yeah. right? I
0: couldn't answer either. Okay. Makato Shinkai.
1: Anyway, um, something Shinkai is really, really good at is sort of not pretending that because you f- because you feel those feelings that mm. that is the full depth. Like, okay, so like as a counterexample, Twilight is a series that is also sort of about how intense um, Mm -hmm. young romance can be and how you can just sort of like really get obsessed with a person and it can feel like this other person is your entire life. But like that series treats that as if that is true. And I think uh, Mm. this director sort of has way more perspective on it, especially because he is – depicting this like shift in time and he's depicting these shift in emotions and understanding of yeah. things. And even though he's still caught up on this girl, like his emotional state is much different. And his understanding of like what it means to like pine for someone is yeah. different. Um
0: it's just the separation between them feels like the end of the world. It's a really tricky <laughs> ba- it's a really no tricky swarm.
1: balancing act. And yeah. I could see this putting off some people who are uh maybe less in, in
0: less interested in that sort of story and that and those mm-hmm. sorts of feelings. But like I love coming of age stories and especially ones about, you know, pining for somebody so intensely that not being with them feels um devastating.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's I, I go back and forth because like when it's done really well, like in five centimeters per second, it is just like It is time travel, and you just are like, yes, fuck, yes, I was 13. Right. And then when it's done poorly, it's just sort of like – it feels like a really facile understanding of – what
0: romance yeah, is it's very surface level i don't know i'm not a very romantic person i don't think so <laughs> like,
1: that's part of it too like i don't but like, you like
0: something like in the mood for love you know and that, that to me indicates that you feel those types of feelings well, you know? yes
1: i i'm also in a relationship yeah. like yes, that's probably a better <laughs> indication a that bastard. i feel those kinds of feelings but like i don't believe in quote-unquote true love i don't believe in souls i don't believe in soul mates i don't believe in i i think if you promise to love someone forever that is just like uh I I always feel bad because I don't actually uh like Doug Stanhope as a comedian but I think <laughs> one of his bits that always has always stuck with me is promising to love someone forever is like promising to be lucky.
0: Right. And like yeah like I that. just don't believe <laughs> and
1: like I think so many films are absolutely built upon this fake uh idea mm, yeah. of I, what a relationship with romantic another human love person yeah. is and you know that can be a fine motivator for a I'm character I'm trying to find the middle
0: ground for that in life yeah. <laughs> because like before I was all about being you know on cloud 9 over the moon over somebody Right and it's not healthy No it's not. It's I know like, that now. Yeah, <laughs> like it took it's, me a while, but it's yeah. a
1: real bad idea. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's just a it's a drug. It feels good at the time, but like then you sort of come out of it and you are like, what the fuck? Like, where oh, was yeah. I?
0: Right. No. Why it's wasn't I bad. thinking? Like, it's why? Like would being I? A, it's like being in an altered state. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Know? Um, and you need to be very skeptical of altered states. Well, um, yeah. I've I've
0: been i I've become more openly communicative about my feelings and like trying to understand them and not just go. <gasps> this is it. Right you know this is love this is I, definitely love and you know? i think
1: the thing that this and in addition to just being astonishing looking and having just like really jaw-dropping editing and sort of feeling like no other animated film i've ever seen in my life like i think this movie really does know how to acknowledge and validate what it is like to be that age mm-hmm. and what it is like to feel those things without actually falling for it
0: yeah you've summed up quite well and you know, something like um, It's Such a Beautiful Day, which is also in three parts, kind of summed up for me just like what it's like to have crippling mental illness that, you know, envelops you to the point where it affects your waking life in such a way that it's become unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that film moved me to no end. And so did this. It really did.
1: Uh, and, and unfortunately, part three, it feels like they ran out of money or something. <laughs> I mean, like part three is. Uh,
0: it's he, all the things about anime. He's that, an adult. He's yeah. an
1: adult now. And he doesn't, and he, he just feels unfulfilled by life. And he breaks up with his girlfriend and he quits his job and he just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And then one day he crosses a train track and he thinks he walks by this girl that he, you know, had it's a crush the on way back one. when. Yeah.
0: It's the same one from the first story. Right? Yeah. And it's yeah. the
1: same train track as well that the film opens on. And he has this sort of moment where he's like, well, Fuck! Like, what am I? What do I do about this? And the actual answer is like, no, well, you don't do anything because she, you're adults now, and mm-hmm. she has had an mm-hmm. entirely separate life without you. And you know that, like, she, the the viewer knows that she's getting married and stuff like that. And she's sort of curious about that part of her life again, but she's also like has perspective on it now and can move on, even though you know she acknowledges those emotions she had. But instead of, like, dramatizing that in any way, it just goes into a really fucking shitty, like, Torch song sort of music video. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, it's everything that the first two parts aren't. Like, it's just, like, it's, a fucking yeah, jackhammer. It, uh, it definitely no stands out.
0: It definitely does. I, I, That's kind of, like, the sucker moment for me. I'm like, no, oh, it still moves me. Yeah, Even you know, such a cheesy song. It. Yeah, I, I was talking with Alex Ross Perry about, like, power ballads. It's like, I sh- I know deep down, intellectually, I shouldn't be so moved by, like, you know, a fucking guitar solo or something, but every now and then, yeah, yeah. It, it just does it. It just That's does funny. it for me, you know? I and
1: feel, I'm trying to think about, like, music. Like, I feel like I can get really behind a, a big piece of music if the sentiment behind it is, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like that, well, yeah, I can that get we'll excited about, like, that, that sort of feeling of, mm-hmm. like, Righteous Fury, or whatever, like yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of like rock and roll. Like, there's a big, like, there's a lot of that in like, in like a giant dog's music. And, oh, sure, yeah, to a lesser extent, their, their side project, Sweet Spirit. And, like, um, but other than that, the only music that really moves me is. Muse is our songs about like how awful life is and how and like mm. and how all the good things are gone. Like, I, I think the other day I listened to Night Swimming like 15 times in a row oh, and was just song fucking is so cry. good. Like, Night Swimming is one of those songs that's like it's 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 brilliant and it's super moving and emotional to me because it is about. Uh, unfulfillment
0: (laughs) I was was thinking about that era of REM recently going Mm -hmm. fucking A that was good stuff automatic
1: for the people I downloaded that recently and even Monster
0: like people don't like Monster it's like the number one CD you'll see at well if you find a used CD Mm. store but, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like, I never got into so R.E.M.
1: By the time I was really paying attention to music, like, R.E.M. had kind of ran its course, mm-hmm. like, and, uh, I never went back and really got into them, but I kind of enjoy Murmur and Reckon and,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um, some of their singles and stuff and some of Automatic for the People, though, uh, Everybody Hurts is an awful oh, song. Oh, it's an awful song.
0: Yeah. I don't, I never liked it even when it was, when I first heard it, I was like, that was kind of ridiculous. It's a really bad song. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Night Swimming. Find the River, those two. You know who, did the, you know
1: who arranged the string section for Night Swimming? Uh, hmm. John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. Really? I have no idea of the story behind that. That But I was seems looking up the Wikipedia entry
0: for it. John Paul Jones, the drummer? No, right. no that's John Bonham. Oh, okay. John yeah. Paul Jones yeah, is right, the right, bassist, unless right, I'm getting the right, name wrong. Right, right, Are you okay? What's beeping? I don't know. Somebody's calling me. But I won't I you, right? answer right Yeah, my phone's in yeah. my pocket. No worries, I'll edit it out.
1: Anyway, five centimeters per second is on Crunchyroll, which is a, uh, a anime streaming service, hmm. and apparently, like, you can watch it for free on Crunchyroll with commercials. But I just, you know, I just got the premium or whatever to watch without commercials. But like,
0: something I'm probably going to get on Blu-ray if it's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It's, it's
1: beautiful. It is. It's. It'd probably be worth seeing on Blu-ray. I have not seen it on. Uh, I've I've only seen it streaming, but it's worth making an effort to check out even if your name didn't really do it for me the same way. I yeah. might want to go back and try to finish your name. And
0: I liked it. I didn't love it like a lot of people did, but I, I liked I was, it.
1: That was one of those things where I got, when I was working at the video store, it came out and I watched it for the first 45 minutes and said, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. But,
0: um, yeah, whatever. Give it a try again. I think you'll like it. Uh, on the lookout,
1: if people have recommendations, send them to Jim because I don't, I don't need you people contacting me, but- <laughs> Uh if you have recommendations for anime that has no fantasy or sci-fi elements whatsoever and mm-hmm. no outrageous humor but just like super detailed uh drawings of modern urban life uh like Kids on the Slope is a is a good one. Kids on the Slope is from the creator of Cowboy Bebop. Okay. And it's the again it's like this these sort of weird kids and they all discover they like jazz mm-hmm.
0: and it is you know have you have you ever that seen Cowboy cool. Bebop? Yeah, I saw it a long time ago. Okay, yeah, so I like you
1: know, like you watch Cowboy Bebop, you're like, oh, these motherfuckers fucking love jazz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, Kids on the Slope is just like super loving, like shots of like real life album covers and mm-hmm. that people, and just characters having long conversations about, I don't know, Chet Baker or whoever. Oh, it sounds like Linklater again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of. I mean, but it's it is still, and it's still that anime where it's still like I'm a shy introverted boy and I'm in love with a girl, but I can't tell her, and someone accidentally. Pushes me into her and I'm like, yeah. like,
0: like there's still a little bit of that, but like that's more the direction I'm interested in. It sure. feels like, you like the wind rises a lot too. I mean, that's there, there's been when Marnie was there. Is there's that the a one? lot
1: of there's a lot of movies I've seen once when mm-hmm. they came out and never again that I'm very skeptical I would like. Okay, M- movies generally don't get better the more I watch them; they usually get worse. Really, and especially kind of anything like. Before, like anything more than two, I saw more than two years ago, I'm totally skeptical about my opinion about it, unless I have like really vivid memories of it. So, like, Wind Rises, I don't know if I'd really like that. Mar- when Marty was here, I don't know if I'd really like that.
0: Wow. People are going to listen to old episodes of Directors Club and think, he loves this movie. I mean, I've, I've said this consistently <laughs> I know, throughout yeah. my entire
1: life. Like, don't listen to old episodes. They're not worth listening to. I don't, I do not back.
0: Uh, they still are. <laughs> I'm kind of amazed, but they still are listening to those episodes. Yeah, that's I'm weird. I'm like, ah, uh, I would not mind redoing them all. Yeah, although that would take forever. I and would. <laughs> I would. I would
1: mind. Yeah, but they're kind of redoing them all anyway, right? Yeah, they're,
0: they're, they're going to redo De Palma. I figure they've it,
1: redone a bunch of them, right?
0: Maybe Altman. Yeah. I, I don't know if they've done a bunch of redos. Okay, at any rate, yeah. But they're going to. I'll. I figured this time I'll sit in De Palma and. There won't be the, you know, the extreme yeah, don't, anger. Don't listen to that episode. Uh, it does make me uncomfortable now to listen to it, more than, more than older other older episodes. It's, yeah, it's unpleasant at times. Mm-hmm.
1: Sadly. I don't know why you're listening to this now, so, like, actually, also, <laughs> don't take my opinion on any of this, because... Like, I don't understand the appeal of any of it. <laughs> like, I don't know what? why anyone would give a fuck about what I have to say about movies. So, like, maybe You'd like... You'd surprised. I, I, I am surprised. It's not even a would-be. I am actively surprised all
0: the time. Yeah, I posted, of course, on Facebook that we were doing this and a lot of people were happy. So, like 30 people. All right. I don't know. Good just for you. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. I'm happy that people get happy about hearing our voices. Sure. You know? I don't think I can do it Life regularly. Short I can't and awful. do. It. Find something that makes you happy. <laughs> I can't do it regularly anymore, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's due to just not being busier, but it's more just eh, I don't have the passion for it as much as I used to. Yeah. You know. But I still like doing it once in a while. It's fine. Anyway,
1: you like doing you like games? I do like games. Would Dark you Dark Souls? You want to play some Dark Souls? Would you
0: like to play a game? Okay, we're back. And, uh, well, I think last year this was mainly called Score Bits. And then more recently this year, Film Junk did a revision of that game and called it Dialogue Bits. And then um, a gentleman named Tim Chaplowski built this particular website, which is tonalrecall.us because um I requested it. I was like cuz he basically he did this for Film Junk in like a you know a similar format so they could do their game. And I was like could you make that available to, you know, the general public and they wanted to do something fun like this as well. And he said, "Yeah, I can do that." And he put it together. So what is this game? Describe the game. Tonal Recall. We basically play a clip from it could be dialogue, it could be a score. It ha- it's just basically audio captured from a particular movie that we love, uh, a movie that we consider to be a favorite, where we've rated it either 4.5 stars or 5 stars on Letterboxd. And we basically just have to see if we can recall based on a particular sound. And we have the short version, which I believe is worth 7 points. It's very minimal, you know, and it's the shortest clip that you'll hear. And then there's the medium one, which is a little bit longer. And then there's the long one. So this is like the film
1: version of Name That Tune, basically. Okay. Well, no, because Name That Tune, you'd call out, you'd like, oh, yeah. Try to undercut how many notes. This is a totally different thing. This sure. is not the film version of Name That Tune. I take all that back.
0: <laughs> yes. So we had a lot of fun doing this last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly th- there were some challenges, and I was definitely surprised. By how little I remembered and knew um, And it was it was just a joy to do and I think I made to, it
1: too hard last year Because the example you sent to me They were doing clips that were less than a second long For the oh, shortest yeah. the, the, And I, then you said that was what we would do And then when we actually got down to it You had done like clips that were three seconds And I had done clips that were less than a second long mm-hmm. So
0: I felt like they were three seconds for a reason Because I was like There needs to be more <laughs> Just like a little hint Uh huh uh you know I mean cuz deep down I I'm not, it's not like oh I have to win this game it's more of just I I hope you can figure this out if and if you can't it's no big deal At
1: any It's rate, not like a competition I overcorrected I think and then this it is a competition <laughs> we're scoring it and there's going to be well, a Well yeah I
0: know there there will uh, be a winner
1: but I I think I overcompensated and I made it way too easy so mm. I I think you're going to get them all other than like one is a real uh, like one's real hard And then like one of my bonus is real hard
0: Yeah I wonder if we'll have any crossover Any crossover picks I don't mm-hmm. know if we did last year But we just we, I think one of us chose primer One of us chose upstream color I yeah, think that was yeah. as close as we got uh, But yeah So this time instead of just scores uh, Samples from scores Various scores from films This time there's going to be dialogue This time there's, you'll, you'll hear characters speaking lines mm-hmm. I have a little bit of both Some scores and some dialogue so uh, this is now officially called tonal recall. T- tonal, tonal. Is that is that what I said? I
1: I heard total, but I could be totally mistaken. It's recorded. The You're audience totally mistaken. You're yeah, totally totally mistaken. mistaken. Okay. Yes.
0: So who should go first? I'm not picky. What happened last year? Whoever went for who who who, who went first last year? He's turning into uh, Jimmy Page. No, not Jimmy Page. Robert Plant. Uh, I'll go first. Okay,
1: hit me. Let an earthquake crumble it. One more time.
0: Let an earthquake crumble it. That's
1: so weird. Well, now I hear it. I think it's twenty fifth hour. You're right. Okay. It sounded like Edward Norton's New York accent. And I just. It already to- sounded like a super like overblown jazz thing which is already kind of a I was leaning either a neo noir or spike lee mhm um and then once i heard let an earthquake crumble it it's like oh yeah yeah that's from his uh, speech in the 25th hour very
0: good very good that is very strange though that i'm going to play the long one do you hear any dialogue when okay, i okay go the for one? it
1: let an earthquake crumble it. Let the fires rage. Let it burn to fucking ash. Now that I'm listening. Let listen- the waters rise oh. and submerge this okay. whole now I Did you just change something? Because now I, I also... All right. So just now, I'm now hearing my own voice, which I haven't been this whole time. I wonder what happened. Maybe it's just the headphones. Did headphone. you click
0: something? No.
1: Okay. Maybe it's the cord. Maybe. Oh, now I don't hear it. All right. Now I do. Okay. So it's something... Hmm. It's the angle of the court, I guess.
0: Oh. I hope that doesn't, doesn't keep happening for you. Yeah. Well,
1: what are you gonna do? Hmm.
0: Let me know if you don't hear Twenty-fifth
1: hour. So you got the full point? I got the full seven points. It was it's what what's the scoring again? It's seven what what? Seven five three. Seven five three. All right. Well, I got seven points. And now let's go to clip
0: A. Okay. For me. Yeah. I wonder what it's like to be tw- Twins? Were were you able to hear that? I was able to hear that. Yeah, well, because now I hear my own voice. Okay. Twins. Well, it's definitely not the movie Twins. I
2: wonder what it's like to be twins.
1: Huh? Twins. Hmm. Every movie I I chose is either something you gave five stars or in your top 100.
0: That's correct. Wow. What movies do I love involve twins?
1: What is? Repeat to me what the line of dialogue is.
2: I wonder what it's like to be twins. I wonder what it's like to be twins.
0: Huh? Twins. I wonder what it's like to be twins. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's not from us. I'm going through all movies, and it's not The Shining.
1: You don't have a list up, do you? <laughs> huh? You don't have like a list on your computer. No, no. no okay, no, 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 you're just thinking. All
0: right. Yeah. I'm just thinking of twins. <sighs> Crap. It's not coming to me. I, mean, I can't even recognize the actress's voice. That's no, it's.
1: I it think these are two very distinct voices. I think if you listen to the next longer, you'll probably be able to guess it just from who oh, the actors right. are. I
0: do have to go to the next one. Unfortunately, nothing's coming to mind
2: like to be twins Huh? Twins Better be weird Do you think they
0: know which one they are? Oh my gosh Huh There's a southern twang Yep Going on Wow Oh, three women Yeah Oh cool yeah Shelley Duvall and Sissy Spacek
1: both have super distinct voices yes
0: yes yes I I was thinking Sissy Spacek for a second there but I was like what movie yeah no I remember that scene yeah okay that's great that's a great choice now I want to watch it again it's been a while since I've seen it actually there was a choice I won't give it away obviously there's a choice I made for you that I just went I love this so fucking much I have to go watch it right now oh yeah so hopefully you haven't looked at my letterbox recently. I have, but I don't recall off the top of my head. Okay. This one's probably maybe easy. We'll see. Hopefully you can hear people speaking. Okay, clip number two for Patrick.
2: Dring, 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 dring. Pick up. What? <laughs> Pick up
0: the phone. Uh- Again, pretty long. <laughs> just because I, I felt you needed more than just ring, ring. Hmm. Go ahead. Okay.
2: Dring, 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 dring. Pick up. What? <laughs> Pick up the phone.
1: Uh, so, my instinct is. This is before uh, sunrise. God damn, you're on a roll. I, uh, well, I knew It's a French accent, so that's. Yeah, I was just. I, I, I was hoping you wouldn't. Yeah. I don't right. recall this scene at all. Play the long version, because I don't okay. recall this part of the movie.
0: Okay. Dring, ring,
2: dring. ring, dring, dring. Pick up. <laughs> Pick up the phone.
1: Uh, well, hello. Hello? Hmm? Vanis is Céline. Comment ça va? Ça va
2: bien. Et toi?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember this scene. I just knew French accent, and I had to hear it a second time to pick up Ethan Hawke.
0: Yeah, it's a scene where they're sitting in a restaurant, and she's pretending to be calling her friend to cancel their plans because she wants to spend time with Ethan Hawke.
1: Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's pretty
0: good. It's Yeah. It's a really great movie, too. You should watch that again. Yeah. Are they going to oh, do wow. another one? I don't know. How long has it been since midnight? A few 2013? years? 2013? Really? Is it every I mean, seven like years? So, when was before Sunset? 2002, 2002? 2003? Yeah. Maybe. So, is
1: it every six years?
0: I thought it was every nine. Every nine?
1: Before everybody wants them mm-hmm. You should cross them over
0: Yeah, okay No, I think Richard Linklater's new movie I'm surprised I haven't heard much about it But I know it's got Kate Blanchett Well, his last movie was bad, so maybe this one's bad Yeah, it was pretty bad, actually It was a bad movie <laughs> Yeah, disappointing Okay, for me, it's B What? Well, I definitely don't know it, but then suddenly the the little percussion kicks in. I'm like, that sounds like an action movie for some reason. Okay. Like, it could be. that's Something from the 80s. Yeah, keep walking this thought process down. Schwarzenegger? Have I I ever given a Schwarzenegger movie five stars? Well, maybe. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Hmm. One more
1: time. This is not a piece of music that I recalled. Like, oh, I should include that. Like, this is me searching around and finding this and going, oh, yeah, this is kind of interesting and distinctive, and it is evocative of this film, even though it doesn't necessarily instantly give it away. But I I do think this is, like, once you know the film, you're like, yeah, that sounds like that film.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely hearing it in... An action movie that I love, which I don't know if that happens very often. No. So, no, it's definitely not that. (laughs) Damn. I'm not getting them right off the top. It's just, hmm. (sighs) Wow. I guess I have to go medium. I think
1: some of our listeners definitely know. I think this is one of those things that this is, they've... They've seen it so much that this just instantly even though it's not like iconic love theme from blank
0: Terminator 2? Terminator 2. That's your That's guess? My guess.
1: That is incorrect. Damn it. Go ahead and go a little longer though. I don't think it's going to give you that much more.
0: I just hear that and think of Terminator.
1: Wow, Terminator that really Two gets is more ominous, right? Terminator yeah. Two has sort of a apocalyptic thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Dun, 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 dun.
1: This is a little more camp, a mm. little more arch.
0: Hmm. I'm not gonna go Predator. I don't think. Although I, I can hear it in there. It's so weird. Like, how about? No. Well, the one of the action movies I know I've given five stars is Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Is it Die Hard? It is. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. All right. Yeah, let's hear ahead, the, let's the Let's the hear the long thing. one. Yeah. I wonder what scene this was.
1: I think this is towards the end. I think this is where they're getting all the hostages up to the rooftop. Mm. Maybe this is like the camera showing the bomb. Okay. It's big. Like this is Die Hard. Yeah, now I can see it. Yeah. The music in Die Hard is super over the top and hilarious. I guess which I never... is part of what makes it so fun and makes it makes it a little more breezy and a little less serious. Mm-hmm. Predator is a good call too. Also a John McTiernan movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Predator is again a little more serious, a
0: little more ominous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think I feel like this could have been the scene form. right before the uh, CEO is killed. Maybe. I think. Maybe.
1: I think I remember him walking hostages. around. I think I recall the track being something
0: hostage. Oh, okay. But maybe
1: he is the hostage it's referring to. I can't right. remember at the moment. Mm.
0: Crap. I want to watch all these movies now. Mm hmm. What the hell? I can't remember what this one was. Clip three. Oh, yeah okay, this is gonna be an interesting one try right. the let's try this one okay how hard this is for me you don't know how hard it is for me you
1: yeah, it's Vanya on Forty Second Street. How many fucking movies do I love that have uh what's his name in them? Well,
0: I I didn't think he was doing his loud, Shawn. wild Wallace Shawn thing. He's doing the subtle Wallace Shawn thing. I've, I've seen w-
1: Vanya on Forty Second Street like fifteen times. God damn. I used to play that at the video store constantly. Uh, his He well, doesn't really do it. that voice much in that movie, but it's like it's a very distinct voice. Okay. Um like If I liked a master builder, that would be my only (laughs) other guess.
0: Yeah, I Uh, guess you're right.
1: But, like, you're not going to choose that.
0: So, yeah. uh, Long long clip here. Yeah, do it. Such a good scene. How hard this is for me. You don't know how hard it is for me. You can't (laughs) (sighs) go. What can we do, uncle? All we can do is live.
1: Uh, For a second I thought it was a different scene I thought it was the scene where he is Like trying to declare his love to Julianne Moore mm -hmm. Um, Because Julianne Moore Goes through so many harrowing scenes in that movie But she's just laughing the whole time Julianne Moore is insane in Vanya on 42nd Street It's like the most incredible performance I've ever seen
0: (laughs) Um, What's her
1: name? Uh Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams is also very
0: good. Yeah, it's she's phenomenal. She should act more. I don't see her in much. I just remember in Silence she's of the Lambs a stage. and Series 7. She probably does a lot of stage yeah, stuff. I can see that. Okay. I wonder if this is gonna keep happening where you get him on the first one I get him on the second one.
1: Alright, well let's see. I don't uh, recall the order of these.
0: Yeah, I'm alright, let's where am I? Okay, clip C.
1: Nope. Yes. Oh thank goodness you're here. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, thank goodness you're here. <laughs> I think that's a sounds, lot of info.
0: Yeah. It sounds like an animated movie. No? Hmm? Hmm? Click it again. <laughs> oh, thank goodness you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to kick myself for this one. Oh,
1: thank goodness you're here! This is another one people definitely already know and are screaming uh, at their
2: iPods.
0: Yeah.
1: This <laughs> also one of those. Oh, thank goodness you're here! If you think about the voice and then you think about yeah. your favorite movies, like it's, it's the answer will instantly come to you.
0: It's Pixar. I know it. It's got to be Pixar. It's got to be Pixar. Okay.
1: So What's start there. What Pixar movies would qualify?
0: Is that the Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story 2? Uh, you tell me. I think it, it's Toy Story 2. It is Toy Story 2, okay. but it's
1: not Mr. Potato Head.
0: Whose voice is that? let click it again.
1: Oh, thank goodness you're here. It's Wayne Knight. Oh. The Toy Collector. Oh, yeah. Al yeah, from yeah, Al's yeah, Toy yeah, Barn. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, click the full clip It's mostly wow. music, but there's dialogue at the end To help you m- ensure you. I can
0: haven't watched Toy Story 2 in a long time
1: Oh, thank goodness you're here Is the specimen ready for cleaning?
0: Uh, okay Yeah <laughs> It's like, no way you don't get it on this one yeah. like, Okay Good score
1: Nice, that there was more. Did you cut it off early or mm-hmm. ah, whatever? Uh, okay. It's not.
0: <laughs> I like it. That's that's a good choice. It, again, it's something I haven't seen in a long time.
1: I just want to make sure the site's working properly. It should be okay. Did you cut that off early or did it end prematurely?
0: Uh, it. I think I cut it off early. Okay, sorry. Fine. No problem. Not important. Okay, this one better be what it says it is. Oh, wait. What the hell? It's like they all got pushed back by one. Okay. That's kind of annoying, and that's concerning. (laughs) Hmm. Maybe I should go about my files instead. I wonder why that happened. Okay, let's just do this. Oh, well... I tried to choose a more less obvious part of the score. That is the
1: most obvious. Really? That is the like most memorable piece of music from that movie. Oh, okay. Well, like if you were doing the part where Elliot <laughs> I'm is making like Making it too easy again. Remember when Elliot is like sort of riding his bike through the woods and he's sort of dropping Reese's pieces like something like I see like that probably has less memorable but like that's literally the theme of E.T. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Na na na
1: na na
0: na na. No, Star Trek. Anyway, oh, wow, it's ET. It evolved. <laughs> it really evolved. I, I gotta check this i Hold on, see. Yeah, they all got. Yeah, they all got pushed back by one.
1: This is literally the bite scene.
0: Well, this, this part, yeah. Once the whole she, scene is the bike scene. Once you get to da 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 da, yeah. No, I, I okay. That's like
1: one of the most distinct musical scores in film history, and you chose the most memorable parts.
0: So. Damn it! I mean, I'm definitely going to. Yeah, easy you're definitely
1: one of these. I chose. I don't think you have a chance in hell of getting because oh, it's the opposite. It's like the least distinct score ever, but it's a movie you love. So I was like, uh, eh, maybe.
0: Is it the next one? Let's uh, find so out. I have no memory of what order. Is this? I think we're on D. Mm-hmm. You okay? Oh, God. <laughs> you okay? Wow.
1: That is that is very little to work with. I it mean, is. especially, again, compared to what you've been giving me. This hmm. is also... I don't know how memorable this scene is, because I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> this literally could be, like, the most incidental... Work, but it, it came up <laughs> during a YouTube search, so I assume that it was a memorable one.
0: Hmm. Uh, It'd be funny if we just went with, hi. Yeah. Hello something like that. It's kind of in the same ballpark.
1: If I should have just picked waiters from movies the entire thing, like, y'all ready to order? (laughs) 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 I have to go medium. Yeah, go for medium. You okay? I'll see you tomorrow. Oh my god. You want to
2: hear a story
1: I've been working on? Okay, that's seven points. If you can get it off that, that's seven.
0: Who is that voice? I know that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Sound creepy, but... I should know where that is. You okay? Mm. Feels like something I I'll see you tomorrow.
2: You want to hear a story I've been working on?
0: wow wow who's writing what movies have writers so few <laughs>
1: <laughs> why on earth would a writer write a film about a writer that's, yeah. that's like asking which novels are about writers it's just impossible to think of one
0: uh Seven points for that.
1: I think you'll get it on the longest one. All right. It's more distinct.
0: Let's go. You can give me five on the long. I will,
1: yeah. You
2: okay? I'll see you tomorrow. You want to hear a story I've been working on? Uh, It's a kid's story So there aren't
0: any big words Oh Short term 12 Yep Yeah that's Bree Yeah
1: (laughs) I've never seen it so I, I
0: That's no that's a that's a good scene to play. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Five Definitely plus. got me. Okay. I still have to go with. That's
1: that's another one that it's like why didn't you assign that to me to watch?
0: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I will have other birthdays. Fingers okay. crossed. Hopefully.
1: Okay, now we're at a proper challenge. Play it one more time.
0: (laughs) Oh, shoot. What happened there?
1: (laughs) My instinct? You already did Dream Warriors. But my instinct is the first Nightmare on Damn Elm Street. It. Yeah, there's that. This is—is is this when Tina pulls his face off? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool.
0: Man. <laughs> man. You're good.
1: Wow, because there's that weird little trilling electronic sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's- Yeah, there's all sorts of weird electronic noises uh, in that first Nightmare on the Street movie.
0: That's definitely one of the first death scenes I'd ever seen as a child, and it stayed with me.
1: Yeah, that's a that's Ugh. a that's a rough one.
0: Christ though Almighty. it is funny
1: that it's like preceded by the goofy ass shit of him like hey oh. watch this and he cuts his finger off and like green goo comes out and then it's like oh no actually she is stripped naked and torn apart on the ceiling <laughs> it's way worse than you thought it was gonna be
0: oh my gosh alright yeah okay
1: you The right. trilling it gave it away you're too good it's too uh, easy I guess
0: so Okay, what's also, next? Also, I
1: I will be fair. to be fair. <laughs> you are drawing from a pool of movies that's much smaller than uh than yours because m- I don't like that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you rarely give your fi- give out five stars. Four
1: and a half stars is very rare to me. I don't think I even gave Nightmare on Elm Street five stars. I think I just gave that a four and a half. You're
0: pro- yeah, I yeah, think so. So like I went I went through some four and a halves, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. I gotta get something on the first. He says that forests embellish the land and that they instill in man a love of beauty. Well that's Vanya. <laughs> yeah,
1: you got it. I was I didn't want to say anything when you did Vanya, but yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's definitely Is Brooke, that one Brooke of the Adams. clips you looked for? Did I think you went into that yeah, clip while you were looking
1: what, for a Vanya clip or
0: Yeah, I think I found that online too. I don't know if he, I would have gotten that one on the first try, but hmm. Go ahead, do the longest.
1: He says that forests embellish the land and that they
2: instill in man a love of beauty. Yeah, that they raise the mind. Um, They moderate the climate, and in the lands where the climate is milder, then people struggle less with nature, and the people in those lands are milder and gentler. And and their speech is more refined and their movements are more graceful and, and they cultivate the arts and sciences and, and there's joy in their philosophy and they treat women with nobleness.
1: Brown, bow, <laughs> brown, that's a, one of the few full Wallace Sean oh, yeah. uh voices. But yeah, that oh, that's that moment is so good where it she's is. just like, Oh, you dummy. You're like <laughs> everyone knows you're in love with this guy. Yeah. Like, you're so obvious. Um, I also really, for whatever reason, I always think about the description, their movements are more graceful. I think about that is, for whatever reason, <sighs> a very vivid image, an idea of a people whose movements are more graceful because of mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. proximity to a
0: forest. Yeah. It's interesting to me. But um, yeah, is, it, is Vanya, that you got Andre it. Gregory? Is that the actor who's who's in that scene too? Wait, hold on. The guy, Which? The guy plays the love interest.
1: Hmm. Okay, never mind. I got. Okay. I'm straight sevens. Straight sevens, and then you're... Okay. Andre Gregory is the director. Or, oh. No, Andre... Louis, Gre- Louis Mal's the Louis director. Mal's the director. Andre Gregory was the director of the stage production. Oh, okay. The history of Vanya 42nd Street is they had been running this play for years without right, any right. intention of ever producing it for the stage. Mm-hmm. And then at some point they realized they were going to stop, so they had Louis Mall film it. Right. But... So Andre Gregory is in the movie as Andre Gregory, the director of these actors.
0: Okay. Yeah. I remember that now. Because
1: that's one of the things that makes that movie amazing is you, the actors just play themselves as people about to perform the movie, mm-hmm. about to perform the play. Yeah. And at, you don't, like, so they're all in their street clothes with a very minimal set. And, <sighs> and you it sort of just takes you by surprise that the play starts.
0: Right. Yeah. I love that.
1: Oh, it's so good.
0: Okay. What the hell was this?
1: Regina, uh, my partner Regina is an actor, and Regina fucking pines for the idea of getting to rehearse a play for four years <laughs> like oh wow like a man it's like i we never have to pay it off we never have to perform we just get to endlessly rehearse it's a fucking actor's dream what if we
0: just did the same podcast for four years uh well just that practice would, it that's over and that's and over a now. that's a
1: podcaster's nightmare
0: yeah. yeah go ahead don't worry i'm just bailing her out of her current situation and then-
1: Okay, that's a very distinct voice. That is
0: Mistress America. Wow. Yeah. Man. Oh man. Oh yeah, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead,
0: play the full one. I try not to play an obvious one with Gearway. That like is Greta not an Gear obvious
1: way. one, but but yeah, no, it just came. To me. That guy's voice is very distinct. He's very <laughs> funny. That yeah, movie. he's
0: great in that. I'm just bailing her out of her current situation. And then
1: for the whole restaurant? No, I'm not going to do the restaurant now. It's just gotten too crazy.
0: Oh. this is a good result this is even better than getting the restaurant that's financial uncertainty
1: yeah it's <laughs> a funny movie it's so oh, good oh that movie's so good <laughs> Mistress America
0: <laughs> another one I want to watch again yeah, yeah that's so another one about. that
1: I've played at the video store at least 20 <laughs> times
0: <laughs> well that that makes sense I guess I'm just choosing ones you you've heard a lot yeah okay
1: I think this next one is the Really wicked one.
0: Oh, shit. So we'll see. Oh, shit. Oh, shit.
1: So that to oh. me sounds like a super generic score, but you I do know love it. This movie, so you mm-hmm. do have a chance.
0: Yes, I know. I love it. I know, I know it. I know it, I swear. <laughs> wow. Wow. Safe.
1: Yeah, you got it, man. Oh, I didn't phew. think it...
0: Ooh, pull that off. Well, I listened to that score a lot. Really? Yes. That score's bad. It.
1: Really? <laughs> that score, like, it sounds like the most generic Casio keyboard tones like, it sounds like a direct video It's so haunting movie. to
0: me. I don't know. It really I mean, maybe it's like you out. have an
1: emotional attachment to it because of the images and a things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I was just sort of like, what is the score to Safe? And I listened to it, and I'm like, this is terrible. This This, wow. is, this is like a shot-on-video horror movie score.
0: Maybe that's why I like it.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I, uh, I have to use the restroom. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. I will play the long score real quick. Yeah, I don't know. I've always found that score to be really haunting. Ed Tomney, who the heck is Ed Tomney? What else did he do?
1: It's like an alias for Todd Haynes.
0: Wow, he hasn't done a lot. No, Carnosaur two. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm saying, man. (laughs) It sounds like the fucking score for a Carnosaur level movie.
0: Hmm. Wow. I don't know why. I mean, maybe not the whole score, but certainly that piece. I don't know why it really. Hmm. What is the scene that that accompanies? It's the opening credits. Oh. Yeah.
1: For, also, I don't have the yeah, I know. sound of my I know. headphones now. Oh, so. shit. We'll see. Play Yeah, go ahead and play the next one. We'll see if we have the same problem.
0: wonder why it co- goes in and out like that. Connection. Did you hear it? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, bah, bah, bah,
1: bah, bah, oh, that's the next part. So you know it. So you can't play the longer one. The problem is, what the fuck movie is that?
0: Oh, I thought you would know it.
1: <sighs> I know it. I know that movie. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen it recently, I want to say, even. Mm -hmm. Um. The worst part is, like, you playing it longer does not help me at all, because I know the entire piece of music. I'm just Uh. trying to remember what the fuck. Like, it's an Asian film, maybe? Or it's not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's either an Asian film or it it's isn't. That a we know for sure. It's definitely a film.
0: Yes. Um, a very renowned composer indeed. Is it? I would say so. Uh,
1: is it Hangover Square? Yeah. Damn okay. It. I think that was what gave you away.
0: Wow! Well, I should um, did you just shut my mouth.
1: Yeah, but. But no, I definitely knew that I had watched that, uh, heard that in the past couple months. Such a good score. That's the uh, Hangover Square Suite or whatever that's, or the Dance Macabre or the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have got it. Oh, it's so good.
0: God bless you, Bernard Her- Herman.
1: Yeah, Bernard oh, Herman, alright. Wow. I think there's probably some Bernard Herman on my list.
0: Really? Hmm. Were I are think, we?
1: I don't think, I don't recall he? what Bernard Herman did. <laughs> so why don't you go play next
0: one? Taxi driver, Psycho. Yeah. Ooh. That sounds like Wes Anderson. But yeah? Which Wes Anderson? Play it again. Not rushmore Real tendon pumps.
1: Yep. Okay. Got it.
0: Yeah. I just pictured like Christmas with Wes Anderson. Mhm. It's Snow too falling. it's too
1: big to be Rushmore.
0: Yeah. Must have been like during one of the transitions. Yep. Or no? Maybe was it the opening credits? I don't, I don't know. think it's
1: the opening credits. Hmm. The opening credits are "Hey Jude," right?
0: I think so. No, the
1: "Hey Jude" is the intro. The opening credits plays before the intro. The opening credits don't play over the intro, right? Yeah. Yeah, that might be the opening credits then. Yeah, it might be.
0: All right. That's to like a tough rewatch see for if me. I can
1: jiggle. Yeah, it is a tough uh, rewatch because it's not very good. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man, you want to talk about a movie that hasn't aged well
0: well we all know why it, it works for me but why is that dad oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad yeah, stuff sure i literally saw that like a month after he died so yeah it was the ending was kind of rough sure um
1: You so a beat you motherfucker did you choose so a, a piece beat. of music i hate that sounds like one of those fucking shitty 90s scores that we've talked about like, for, like groundhog's day or and like quick, quick change. change or yeah. midnight run uh it sounds go ahead and play it one more time <laughs> learning to use your america <laughs> online account oh my god! soon you'll be surfing the world wide web god that's awful uh I okay, so i I am believing you that this is from a movie I like, but that music is fucking shitty. Um, play it one more time
0: <laughs> i don't I don't mind the music to be honest. it's
1: I'm actually very surprised. That is, by yeah, composer. that's like fucking employee
0: training video music. that's awful. <laughs> God. I think it's just a genuine surprise wh- when I discover the composer is because it's nothing like anything he's done before.
1: I can't believe Trent Reznor. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, right. Trent Reznor scored Quick Change. Um, yeah, this is the, this is the social network. Just play it one more time for me and then I'll make a guess. So here is the thing. Last year, you picked some movies that weren't actually mo- favorites of mine. Yeah, that I just thought, assumed, that were like maybe. at one point were favorites of mine. Mm-hmm. Eternal um, Sunshine. So there's another movie that falls into that category that at one point I'm sure I described to you as a favorite of mine that I don't actually like anymore. Uh oh. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and guess that now. Groundhog's Day. No. Okay.
0: Although I can see this playing in the opening credits. Yeah. Like the weatherman song. Right. Mm.
1: Um, Okay. So play the medium length track. You don't
0: like Groundhog Day anymore?
1: It's okay. Here is what Groundhog's Day is. Groundhog's Day is Trump. County telling the city the city guy that he needs to learn small town values. Guess what? That don't play no more. We know what Punxsutawney's small town values are. That whole fucking town is white, except for one magical bartender who just sort of like, mm, I don't know. Like Wow. Yeah, that, that movie doesn't play so well anymore because it's just like, why can't you just learn to be nice and mediocre? Also, like, <laughs> Andy McDowell as an object of like, un unparalleled love that spans across lifetimes is like, no, no, what? There's nothing about her that I believe him, like, falling in love with. She's really mediocre. Remember when she says, remember when she says, I always, remember he says, he toasts to the groundhog, and she gives him the shittiest look, like, I always drink to world peace. That's where I throw my drink on the ground and go, bitch later, and walk out. <laughs> fuck <laughs> off, you pretentious asshole. I always drink to world peace. I can't believe you would drink to anything else than uh, world peace. Uh, what? You don't uh, believe in world peace? Fuck off. That movie's really I think at that
0: point in the movie though, he's just, just he's just trying to get laid again. It I doesn't
1: think. matter. She doesn't know that. It's her you know. it's the first time she's experiencing it. And he, and she <laughs> is just like, ugh.
0: I can't, mm. the
1: groundhog that's so why would you waste something as sacred as a toast on <laughs> uh, the groundhog it's like it's like you're not a serious you're person. killing me it's it's ba- it's not a bad me. movie no there's it's like a very inventive movie and there's parts of it that really work and mm. like parts of bill murray's performance are still hilarious yeah, yeah yeah but uh regina loves that movie and they watch it every year mm-hmm. and Every year I like a little less. Like, every year I get a little less tolerant of Chris Elliott. Every year I get a little less tolerant of, why can't you just learn to be a good small town person? Like, no, you aren't good people. Okay. 78% Trump voters.
0: Well, you're wrong. It's not Groundhog Day. Okay.
1: Let's go with the next (laughs) longest. I'm just going
0: to get mean and mad at you. Go for it. Yeah.
1: Oh, that doesn't help at all. That doesn't help at all. Uh, that's really bad. What movie do I like has an awful fucking like 80s slash nineties aesthetic?
0: You hear that? Yeah. You hear little bird? I did. Giving you a cue. Tell me a clue. Tell me. Little bird. Birds of the sky Will me your knowledge
1: Um It's Birdemic Yeah absolutely Uh I would believe Birdemic having like a weird Like oh yeah One of the weird facts about Birdemic is They got all of their music from A public domain Or creative commons Fucking like training video (laughs) depot i like that play it one more time it doesn't help me anymore at i'll all. just
0: play the long one and you can get five if you okay it. if you, sure
1: it's so damn i damn my feet i might reconsider liking this movie tell no, me the name no, of the no, movie no, i no, have no. no guess midnight run I gave that four and a half
0: stars. Oh, yeah, you did. And it okay. made me happy.
1: All right. Well, it's a great fucking movie. I, I had disqualified Midnight Run in my mind because uh, I thought I only gave it four stars. But fair enough. That movie's really good. You,
0: you gave it 4.5, and you said the only thing that I can't stand is the score. The score is <laughs> fucking trash.
1: Okay. I should have guessed, I should have officially guessed Midnight Run instead of wasting one. But whatever. It's fine. That's fine. You're um, good. You're doing good. All right. I'm give myself a zero on that one. All right, oh God. People were fucking. I'm telling you, Reagan. Uh, it's fucking white America. Like <laughs> that's like the soul, most soulless, fucking lifeless, awful crap. Like shit ass, quote unquote music. You know I know can who did possibly the score? Imagine who?
0: Danny Elfman.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Fucking weird to me. That is that is that is strange.
0: Never in a million years would I have thought that. There are parts of that score I actually like. Not that part, but yeah. there's like... Meow, meow. It's like almost like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is very similar, because they go on a oh, long road trip. Oh, like so the little you little a shitty score. Mm. Yeah.
1: Now I'm feeling... It's just like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I bowls. like the little slide guitar
0: going... Meow, meow. Man. Can you real
1: quick... Can we put this on this this game on pause just for thirty seconds? Can you go on YouTube and search for the Planes Trains and Automobiles score? <laughs> I want you to listen to this and tell me you like it. I I don't think I do. All right, well let's listen to it anyway because uh, I, I just med, I just medley. What the? I need my agony over eighties comedy scoring. Like I remember you. We were talking maybe over. <laughs>
0: Oh, God.
1: Fuck <laughs>
0: off. Oh, you got something against harmonicas?
1: I think I do. Mm.
0: I think I might. Well, this kind of harmonica.
1: Like, I like the... <laughs> sorry, turn it off. Turn it off. I could have slipped my wrist. I remember. I think you emailed me, uh, or we were talking some way, and you were talking about the movie Twins, and you told me. Yeah, the score in that movie is terrible, and I'm like, "Where have you been? All '80s comedies have terrible scores." You're like, "Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's just like bad kind of blues rock." And I'm Hmm. like, "No shit. Every fucking mainstream Hollywood comedy in the '80s were scored during the like interstitial music to Saturday Night Live. Okay, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the worst.
0: Okay, I believe you now. Let's. (laughs) I do. I I think you're right. I think it's just because I know it. Like, I watched the movie millions of times, uh-huh. and it's like it's embedded into my head. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. You know what?
1: You know what has a good score? Hmm. Billy
0: Madison. I feel like we talked about that at one point.
1: I, it's, well, it's one of the few things I know in this world. Yeah. I'm sure I've mentioned it. It's pretty good. All right. I'm curious as to what your next one is because <laughs> you I do not recall the order.
0: And I can't recall which one we we're on. Um,
1: Let's see. I just did uh, eight. Okay. So it's Is on letters. G?
0: Count it out. Oh, no, we did that. Okay, so it's H. All
2: right. Do you need some cash for the bus? Nah, I got a few bucks.
0: Yes, yes. You can count on me. Yeah.
1: Oh, so good. That's, that was a super gimme because it gave the, oh, the lead actors voices.
0: I love that movie. But
1: there's only so many scenes from that movie on YouTube, so.
0: First time I saw that was with my ex, who like went nuts over that movie, and I was like, "Yeah, it was all right." Yeah, yeah. I was almost like, mm, "I don't know why you love it so much." And then I watched it like many years later. I'm like, "Oh my god, Kenneth Lonergan is just the best writer." That movie's really good, and Mark Ruffalo.
1: I still think Manchester by the Sea is way better.
0: But- <sighs> I don't like Casey Affleck as much. Eh. I mean, I I know as a person he's a Kind of a dick. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I, I, I'm not going
1: to. Uh, that's why I made that reaction because I don't want to jump to the defense of Casey Fucking Affleck. But. Right.
0: But there are d- individual scenes that are amazing in mm-hmm. that. Okay.
1: All right. Anyway, let's go to the next one.
0: I want to play the long clip for you. Can oh
1: yeah, out. yeah. Go for it.
0: Do you need some cash for the bus? No, nah, I got a few bucks. Aren't you gonna be late for work?
1: Go. Yeah. It's okay. I don't even know where
2: you're going well yeah I don't really have a concrete plan yet um I gotta go back to Worcester and
0: get my stuff
2: oh you gonna try and see that girl yeah
0: you know I, I thought maybe I'd try and show my face let her brother have a crack at me <laughs> what no I don't want anybody to have a crack at you no, I'm just kidding oh man that also movie.
1: like that weird period of time where Matthew Broderick was just in a string of interesting indie films
0: yeah Election, mm-hmm.
1: others, uh, state. There, and Main. there are others. Is state, Maine, Indy. Probably not. He's state not Main in indie.
0: state. Matthew is not in state and Maine. Matthew Broderick is not in state, Maine. You're right.
1: Yeah. Why did I think he was in state and Maine? Because Philip Seymour Hoffman role could have been played by Matthew Broderick, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't a string. I don't think two films in is a string. Hmm. And I don't think Welcome to Pleasantville is <laughs> <It's> an <laughs> interesting indie film.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't in Pleasantville.
1: Not Pleasantville. Welcome to...
0: Mooseport? No, uh... uh,
1: The the Kellogg Institute.
0: Oh, yeah. Road
1: to Wellville. Road to Wellville. There we go.
0: Yeah. What else was he in? Now, like, thinking besides election, and you can count on me that... I was like, oh, that's cool that he's in this and doing pretty good. No, I'll I'll look it up later. Let's see what your number nine is. Alright.
2: Do you like Emily Dickinson?
0: Oh, well, that's Patterson, so Wow! I'll give, I'll give oh, myself damn. a seven there. Damn! <laughs> I think just somebody asking a question like that, I don't Well, I mean, it's about a poet, so, okay.
1: I would, Yeah, I mean, I just use a little brainwit. I just think, all right, let's free associate. What what kind of movie would this be in? And the answer mm-hmm. is Patterson. Yeah, It's a, well, it's I a tried very to memorable av- scene,
0: too. I tried to avoid the very distinctive voice of Adam Driver. For sure, yeah,
1: that would be a dead giveaway.
0: That's such a good scene, though. Yeah, Yeah. plate and full. I love this movie, too.
2: Do you like Emily Dickinson?
1: I do, yeah. She's one of my favorites.
2: Awesome. Bus driver that likes Emily Dickinson.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you hadn't gotten it at that point, I'd have been like, who are you? Awesome. A bus
1: driver that loves Emily Dickinson, whose name is the same as the city he lives in. Mm Mm-hmm does that new jim jarmusch movie look super awful to you yes okay yes okay yes. i've seen that trailer like three times I'm now. i'm like
0: isn't this just zombie land yeah like
1: zombie comedy nah i thought jim jarmusch would never get less cool than like including weird three stooges stock footage in that uh iggy pop documentary mm-hmm. turns out Doing a zombie comedy in 2019, pretty pretty bad. Maybe it's great. Who the fuck knows? But sure doesn't seem like it.
0: Nah. Um. All right. I'll still see it. What's your
1: eye? I think it's eye. We're on. Yeah. Okay. Vertigo. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That was a gimme.
0: You were right. There was Bernard Herman. I was I uh, uh, when I that's first a very said,
1: score. When I first said,
0: "Oh, there's
1: there's Bernard Herman coming up," I was like, "Oh fuck! Why would you say that, idiot?" And then I was like, <laughs> "Wait, no, that's the easiest clip in my entire pick. Like, of yeah. course he'll get that."
0: Oh yeah, a movie that Patrick does not like. No, I don't. Mm, you're in good company. William Friedkin, Tarantino, a couple people out there don't like it.
1: Yeah. Any good people? <laughs> <laughs> Any people that I've oh, an expended period of time with? Hmm. Alright. Okay. Yeah, I am you know you wanna you wanna hear something fun? <clears throat> uh I'm one point behind you. Oh my god. Because I have I have a zero and the lowest you have is five. So I Oh wow. So you lost six points and I've lost seven points. So <clears throat>
0: This is getting interesting. This is—we're this is still going to do the backup. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do the backup clips.
1: One more time. Oh, so good! One more time.
0: We had such a good time. It sounds familiar, but I. <laughs> One more time. I love this score. Uh,
1: okay. My first guess is Cabin in the Woods.
0: No. Okay.
1: That was literally just from we had <laughs> such a great time seeing this. Like, I,
0: I, 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 I want to say something, but I can't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I will, will afterwards. Play the next longest one. Nope, uh, not ringing a bell. Um, I want to say like it sounds old fashioned. Like it sounds like it's uh like a brian de palma sort of over the top thing but mm. i i want to say it's more modern than that it's a movie that's like calling back to that uh i'm specifically not looking at you because i'm not trying to fish for like reactions to see how close i am but <laughs> i am like trying to work this out in my head um one play more, one more time the medium length or it's like ironic like it's like the score is in a comedy um but it it's something kind of silly and it's sort of being ironic uh i don't know
0: i do not know hmm. i don't know i can't really give any yeah 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 camps. no that's fine it's it's tempting You can still get three points.
1: Well, I want to make a guess for five at least. Can you play it one more time? Yeah. So this is my guess, even though I know it's incorrect. Um, But this is what I'm thinking. It's the kind of movie like Burn After Reading. Yeah. Where it's like this is being used ironically That's my guess which I know is wrong Because of your reaction mm-hmm. So let's just go to the long clip But okay. that's where my head is at No
0: It's okay
1: think you won, because I don't think I'm going to get this. Uh...
0: <sighs> we had such a good time seeing this. It, it kind of involves a cabin in the woods. <laughs> kind of. Eventually a bunch of characters wind up in a cabin. <laughs> Not necessarily in the woods, though. Oh, is this Hateful Eight? Yeah. Okay, Hateful well, you gave me that. I don't even want to take three
1: points from that. No, you can. No, I'm going to do zero points on that, because <laughs> you are, like, That's just the- giving me the plot synopsis.
0: All I had to do was listen to this score, and I went and I went and watched it. This is a film I've seen exactly once.
1: Um, when it, yeah, like, when it came out. And, yeah, I don't really like the score very much.
0: Really? No. I, I still think it's great. I really do. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, e- even with the 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 Netflix, they split it up into four parts. You know about that?
1: Um, I'm aware it happened, but I'm not going to yeah. watch that. That seems. It was. I have a, I have the actual film on Blu-ray, and like nothing but like- about Hateful Eight says it needs to be longer. Let alone. It's, television it's
0: the roadshow version that we saw at okay. the music box but just split into four parts okay like every scene i remembered and i was like this isn't new none of this is new I, okay. i've seen all this before so. yeah well then i don't care yeah it's, it's it's hey we got to be excited right july
1: what's we're, that
0: we're, we're going to see the new tarantino movie together oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, sure. i'm <laughs> yeah i know it's you don't have to be as excited it's fine I hope it's good. Yeah. I think it will be. Uh, I like all right.
1: Him. J? Do I have a J?
0: Yeah. What the?
2: Uh, what?
0: Sounds like it could be a horror movie. But... Hmm. 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 I feel like I should know this And listen to it again I really do I think this is
1: super obvious i there's i'll just i think it's super obvious so i won't say anymore sorry i talked over that (laughs) It's okay
0: i mean it it sounds creepy and and like you hear a little oh in the background that makes it makes me think it's like a horror movie or a ghost or something but
1: it's, it's a horror know. movie, or you recorded a ghost. <laughs> it makes me think it's either a horror movie, or this is
0: what ghosts sound like. But that last note at the end makes me think it's upstream color. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I should have cut out that last note. Because I, 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 my brain was hearing that, like, at the end. Yeah, okay, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, I don't remember the twinkly little xylophony kind of sound. It's at the, the beginning. intro. It's yeah.
1: the intro to the track.
0: Yeah, I didn't remember this part. Oh, let's play the long one. Sorry.
1: I haven't watched this movie in years.
0: It's a hard movie to watch I'm again. afraid to. Yeah. Know. Yeah.
1: All right. So with all of our 10 clips, it's 64 to 56. We, all, we can do the bonus ones yeah, for let Yeah, let's, fun, let's do
0: the bonus ones. We'll see what happens. If you get them, yeah. you know, Burn you will count ups. them. Hmm. All right. And if you're gonna freak out every hey. time that you see a frozen chicken, I think we should go to the hospital. Say it one more time? Why oh, it's so quiet. Hold on. And if you're gonna freak out every hey. time that you see a frozen chicken, I think we should go to the hospital. Is that
1: Casey Affleck? Is this Manchester by the sea? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all good. Uh huh. Alright, bonus for me.
1: Are you travelling light or
2: heavy?
0: Heavy. Oh wow. is gimme oh really yeah are you traveling light or heavy heavy
1: everyone knows it
0: oh no i don't want to feel dumb you do you yeah, feel dumb right now because everyone else instantly knows um, i don't know where it could be and it sounds familiar are you traveling light or heavy heavy What is that? I don't know. I was giggling. I have to go medium. I'm sorry. Too medium. Are
2: you traveling light or heavy? Heavy. Flying? Flying and by ship. An ocean voyage? Yes. Ah, yes. So.
0: Okay. A real journey. Okay, Joe versus volcano. Yeah, Damn it! How many how many movies have a scene with a luggage salesman?
1: It's the it's the only scene in the movie that's really good. Oh, shut up!
0: Let's see if you can get your last one. All right. No, no! One
1: more time. No. no! Uh, I definitely know that. I just, nothing's mm. coming to mind though.
0: Yeah. Do a little somebody's, longer. Somebody's screaming a name, possibly. Right. <laughs> like you don't know,
1: motherfucker. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> That doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is a memorable moment. All right, let's just do the longest. Okay.
2: Answer me! Wow! Wow!
0: And this beautiful score kicks it.
1: Oh, okay. So it's Claus and Sils Maria. Yeah.
0: Oh, pretty uh, good. I love this. That's a very memorable moment. You love Pachelbel's canon? I kind of do. <laughs> I know it's been used to death and it plays at every wedding, but I'm always like, this is pleasant. I really like this. Not bad, huh? Not that was bad. a good run. All right, 66
1: to 69 is the ultimate. Wow,
0: I got 69.
1: Wait, is that right? Oh, I guess it is. All nice. Right. Wait. Eh. Well, you won last year. So, Well, no, I'm trying to th- I think maybe you had 74. Yeah, I think you had 74. Whatever. Hm. At any rate, that is... Tonal oh, no, no, recall. One- no, because you have one more. That's why. You have clip- oh, a bonus clip. That's I why do. it's oh. not adding up, right? Okay,
0: there's one more. Okay. Okay, Senator. Airy's 31.
2: The traffic is turned. He's heading right from my windshield. We're turning right immediately and leaving flight level 350 now.
0: Airy's 31. Descend to flight level 310. Whoa. I didn't know it until maybe at the, the end. God. I don't think it's airplane. Hmm. It doesn't sound silly enough to be airplane.
2: Level 3, 1,
0: 0. Close encounters. Yeah, that's it. All right. uh, wow. I liked it. I I liked it more this year. I thought it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you liked the dialogue. Although clips. I did yeah. I didn't. I like mixing them up. Okay. It's fun. We'll do it again next year. I'll try and be a little I'll try and get a little more difficult. Jeez. But you but you did good and we both did good mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. So I think we both. I mean, considering you won, I think you were difficult enough. Yeah, but yeah, we both had a match, or we both had the same movie for once.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, we are really gonna be scratching the bottom of the barrel, though. Now, like, what's left of my four and a half star <laughs>
0: movies? I can, yeah, I can, nah, I can dig deep. I'm sure. Okay, so yeah, I really would like to see everybody at the Chicago Critics Film Festival this year. It's playing um, at the Music Box Theater, as it has for the past six years. Friday, May 17th to Thursday, May 23rd. You can get uh, your your festival pass at $150, but you can also buy individual screening tickets as well. There's a lot of cool titles being shown this year, Patrick. I know you're excited for some, and I know I am too. Prove it. No, I know you are. Which one? in fabric directed by peter strickland oh right that dude yeah that dude's good i'm looking forward to saturday there's uh you got alien playing with tom scarrett in attendance the new danny boyle film yesterday and then wait that
1: that yesterday yeah that's playing at the chicago critics film festival yeah I'm looking forward to. It. Are you really? Every, yeah. Are you really looking forward to yesterday? I kind of. Chicago know. Critics Film Festival is a fine event, and it I'm is. not shit yes, talking yes, the yes. Chicago I know it is Critics yes. Film Association or whatever the fuck you people are called. But are you <laughs> really excited about
0: Danny Boyle's yesterday? I like the Beatles, so I don't know. I'm kind of interested in what. I mean, it looks silly, but it might be good. Silly, it might. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it. uh, It
1: was. I mean, I did look. It's the worst trailer I have seen in years. I did so awful.
0: But there's Beatles puns I like.
1: I mean, maybe like Secret Life of Pets two or something has a worse trailer. Of course, I
0: did did look forward to Across the Universe based on the trailer, and I didn't like that.
1: Across the Universe looks like 17 times more interesting. Visually, yeah. And whatever, whatever. Yesterday is playing everybody. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Ringing endorsement from, from Patrick.
1: Isn't that going to be a <laughs> wide release film?
0: I think so, yeah. Okay. A maybe really,
1: maybe making an effort to see a movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Otherwise. I mean, I'm just seeing it because it's playing right before in fabric. And, you know, I'm like, ah, hey, Saturday, I'm there. Okay. You know? There's a documentary called Our Time Machine, which I'm looking forward to. There's the new Riley Stearns film, The Art of Self-Defense with Jesse Eisenberg. So, uh, yeah. And, um, the Nightingale, I'm going to try and see that Sunday night. The latest from the director of the Mm Baba uh, the farewell, which is getting a lot of, uh, buzz, um, Asian film, I believe. Mm. And a lot of great titles. There's two of them starring Jim Gaffigan of all people. And it's dramatic roles for him, I believe. So that'll be interesting there's a lot of great titles everybody i hope you'll come out i'll be there definitely saturday and sunday hopefully monday night and uh yeah there's a lot of great guests including Tatiani mas I can't tatiana masolani is that how you pronounce it
1: i don't know who that is or- orphan black yeah. still not yeah, ringing up. Okay. i don't know what She's Orphan good. black is
0: okay it's a show about clones with tatiana masolani i can't say the name right i don't think that's how you say it but that's okay okay and yeah there's it's a it's a good event, and I just support you know the chicago critics they they do a lot of hard work. Colin always knows how to put out an, a great uh um shorts program a lot of great. He always shows some really interesting stuff that way, and he's got two separate programs, one of them does run I believe Saturday at one p m Please go to the music box theater uh, you can go to musicboxtheater.com dot com or festival dot com
1: and I'm sorry for shit talking yet. <laughs> It's okay. From the Chicago Critics Whatever Association is
0: Chicago Film Critics Association.
1: Yeah. If anyone's listening, I apologize for shit talking yesterday. I'm sure whoever chose that to be in the festival loves it for good reasons, and it's great.
0: And I'm sorry. No, sorry. Right. It might be good. It might not. <laughs> it's, dr- it's written by uh, Richard Curtis, who wrote *Notting Hill* and
1: *Love Actually*. Oh, so it's uh, so it's from a bad writer. <laughs> That's good. Well, that's okay. that's, that's promising. Yeah. Danny Boyle's on a string of hits. What was his last movie?
0: Train spotting two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sure was. <laughs> 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 this is why. I, this is why I'm not around people anymore. <laughs> this is why I don't. I choose not to subject people to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't liked a Danny Boyle movie in a while. But <laughs> I'm. Uh... <laughs> A fucking
1: black hole of negativity. I apologize. I'm sure I it's like great. The concept, there's plenty I of lie, movies that aren't do. yesterday that are playing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, at the Chicago Film Critics Yeah,
0: ones you'll like. I mean last year what? We saw Support the Girls, a couple of good ones. That was the only one I think I saw last year. Really? Huh. I think I so. I like memories of you being there for more, but maybe not. What else, what else played last year? I can't remember. <laughs> but I remember it was being it was a good year, I think. Uh Support the Girls is good. Yeah. Look it up. Why
1: not? We're here. Okay. If anyone's listening, still listening to this podcast, they're in for a penny and for a pound. Might as well. How you doing, Bill? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How are things?
1: Oh boy.
0: Uh, where is it? Oh, American Animals, which is pretty good. Eighth grade. First Reformed. You saw First Reformed.
1: That was the other one. I yeah.
0: Saw revenge which is pretty good oh there's there's more but wait yeah full lineup there's okay uh yeah
1: we have one more part to this podcast jim
0: that's right you're right absolutely all right i'll get back up on the mic oh leave no trace played that movie's really good madeline's madeline played oh yeah that was a good year you could have assigned madeline's madeline to me this Uh, year god damn it (laughs) i was just like let's have fun patrick Okay. I'm sorry. That's, uh, that's all right. That's impossible.
1: We never have fun.
0: No, this is a chore. This, this is real this work. This is the opposite of fun. This is
1: back backbreaking labor.
0: Um, I want to hear what the Patrick Rippold... Speaking of film festivals, I would like to hear what the Patrick... Are you Ra- all right? I really, well, it's a, it's a good segue, right? Because uh, well, we were just talking about the Chicago All Critics the film best festivals. segues
1: are yelled suddenly. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> the Patrick Rippold <laughs> Film Festival... You get to ha- program it at the music well, box for if, twelve hours. Take a step back. Take a step back. You sent me an email with what? Well, I, I, you know, my new partner was curious if I, if I were to program a film festival of my own, what would I show in what order? And uh, you know, I just I, I really I didn't put a whole lot of thought into. It. I just thought maybe these titles would flow really well together. If and when I had the opportunity to do this. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I didn't actually prepare
1: anything. Okay. But you sent me your proposed list. Yeah. And what I want you to do is I want you to read this proposed list to me. And you, we, the way you set it up is from the first movie plays at 9 a.m. The last movie plays at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's seven films. Each gets a two-hour slot. Correct. Okay. So.
0: Where the heck is it? <laughs>
1: you're going to tell me the movies that you chose for your film festival. And you're going to tell me why you chose them for that slot. And then once I hear your ah. reasoning, I will think of a comparable, uh, uh, something that I would choose for a similar reason. The
0: problem is I really didn't put a whole lot of thought. All right. Well then
1: I won't either. We'll just <laughs> it's
0: really just like, uh, these might be cool to see back to back or, you know, there's moments of levity. Then we get serious and then, I don't know. I just, what was the first movie? Bad Day at Black Rock.
1: Why do you start a th- older 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 Black film? Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but it's still propulsive. It's still mm-hmm. really intense, and yep. you know, catches your attention. It's uh-huh. like you want something at nine in the morning. You know, in case people are a little tired, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to perk them up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely know? right.
1: Yeah, Kansas City Confidential. That's my nine a- nine a.m. Okay, you ever see Kansas City Confidential? I don't think so. Bank robbery. Everyone's wearing these creepy ass masks. I think Sterling Hayden's in it. Hm. Now that's the killing. At any rate. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that would be a good choice, too. The, kill- the killing is maybe a little too deliberately paced. Yeah. Um, K- Kansas City Confidential. No, who is in Kansas City Confidential? Who was uh, the bad in the good, the bad, and the ugly?
0: I should know right off the top. Lee of Van Cleef. Yes. Lee Van Cleef. Yes, is, yes, yes. I yes, think yes, in yes, yes.
1: Kansas City Confidential. Yes, you're um, correct. It is a crime noir film from the 50s. There is a bank oh. robbery and. All this guy's partners turn on him and leave him for dead. They don't know he's not dead. Uh, uh, he goes to get revenge on them. They're all wearing masks, so they don't know who he is, but mm-hmm. he figures it out somehow. And it all takes place in this like, it's either Florida or some tropical island, but it's all super fucking sweaty. And it's like all black and white, just like sweat glistening, really hard edged, uh, tense kind of cat and mouse game where yeah. he's trying to get revenge on these people.
0: So. That sounds good. Kansas
1: City Confidential is my 9 a.m. I'm going to very go good, put that very right good. there. What is your uh, 11 a.m., Jim?
0: Bigger Than Life, directed yeah, by me. Nicholas Ray, no. starring James Mason. Tell me about this film. Cinemascope, beautifully beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. There's, I want to see this on the big screen, period, at some point, I hope. Mm-hmm. I keep telling Nicholas Ray, do that. <laughs> Just, yeah, retrospective, yo. Um, I think Godard thought it was one of the ten best American movies ever made, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's about pill addiction at a time when people weren't really talking about it. Okay. Yeah, it's heavy. It's really intense. Mm-hmm. There's some um, he gets really biblical, and <laughs> it, there's a, a nice Abraham Isaac metaphor later in the film mm-hmm. that gets heavy. It's just something you don't expect to see in the fifties. This type of movie. Okay. It's dark. It's very dark. Okay. Um, and I just thought. Well, this is kind of a movie that I would show at a film festival because I want people to see it, and I want to see it on the big screen myself, and it's beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're in the '50s still. But
1: all right. Well, I think I'm going to jump to. I think this is the '60s. I'm going to jump okay. to Victim uh, with Dirk Bogarde. Can you look this up for wow, me? I can't I remember. Seen I think this it's either. Basil Dierden. It's a British film. It's a very early uh, film about homosexuality. Um, oh yeah.
0: Dirk, Dirk, oh, the, the servant guy, right? Yes. Dirk Dirk Bogard.
1: Yeah. So he plays a, a prominent sort of barrister um, right. who is being blackmailed. And he is one of many gay men in this movie who are being blackmailed. <laughs> um, and this was a real, actual, terrible problem that was going on in England back when homosexuality was criminalized. So it is oh, wow. half sort of issues movie about, you know, uh, about, oh, you know, this sort of thing. These are people, they can't control who they are. They shouldn't be criminalized it's like it's still hedging its bets because of the era it's in so it's still not fully like hey there's nothing wrong with being gay fuck off it's more like people can't control this affliction they have so like it's not totally Mm -hmm. (laughs) empowering or whatever you want to say but it is like a really good movie and it has because it has this like blackmail plot there is like a little bit of a thriller sort of a structure to it which makes it way more interesting than a um than most sort of issues films and it is like a sixties uh what year is this? Sixty one. Nineteen sixty one. So it's like a sixties British film. So it's black and white and it's just that era of really, really beautiful black and white British sort of social dramas, mm-hmm. um where everything was all, you know, shot on locations. So you're seeing, you know, real London and um it's just like a really cool, striking movie. Um Dirk Bogart's really good in it. I expect um, he that. Is a, he was an actual gay man, um, so there is that like element to it <laughs> as well. Um, and uh, it color me curious. So it's sort of a big drama that's beautiful um, but still has uh, sort of an energy and intensity,
0: and that's why I chose that.: To a good to choice be your counterpart or
1: my counterpart to uh, larger than life: And since
0: bigger than life, bigger than life is uh, larger than life's the elephant movie. right. I would show that at my film festival too. Absolutely: bigger than life. I want to cheer people up. Mm -hmm. afterwards i kind of want to get silly for a bit okay just a little bit with they came together because i do think it's a very underrated comedy Mm -hmm. that i want more. i I want the collective experience of seeing that in a movie theater with people Mm -hmm. like you did Mm -hmm. and it was a blast i hadn't had that experience and i just i don't know i want i want people if it's my film festival damn it i want some david wayne in there you're also jumping half a century ahead in time i know
1: so this is a it's, real change of I'm pace. I'm jumping around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now I'm jumping around.
1: Okay. So I also have a movie that I really wish I could see in a crowded theater. I mm-hmm. don't think it probably ever played in a crowded theater. It's a disaster.
0: Oh, yeah. What am yeah, I? Yeah. That's Absolute a great choice. It's a great
1: choice. comedies of the past however many years. I forget when it came out. Yeah. Um, might have been 10 years now. Um, but I also think
0: that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: Absolutely hysterical. Really funny. Um, really sharp uh, performances, really good writing, very smartly kind of low budget mm-hmm. uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's a movie that no one, like, I don't think it really got much of a release at all. Yeah. And even now, no one's really seen it. So, seeing it in a big theater full of people who have never seen it before, which mm-hmm. seems likely given how little it's known, it's a disaster. I think that would be really fun. Yeah.
0: American um, Ferrero is great. Yeah. American
1: mm-hmm. Ferrero is great. Uh, really great ending.
0: Yeah. Um
1: that'd be fun to see in a theater that ending. Well
0: what what else would be fun is another underrated movie, The Informant, okay. Steven Soderbergh's. I uh
1: is this under I I, I have no
0: I, idea I of what I, I mean think I guess it. like among my film critic circle of friends mm-hmm. they do love it I th- I would say and uh I don't know. I again I want I want I want people to just experience this mo- movie more and you know it's kind of we recently rewatched After Hours together," which was a joy for my birthday and as I was watching, I was like, "You know, I wouldn't mind showing the informant next time just because like I don't know there's just something about the vibe of that especially Matt Damon's performance. You don't see anything like that from him at mm-hmm. all, and the score is really wacky um." I mean, it's very yellow. I guess that's the only complaint I have. Is just the it's the that shot era. very it's that yellow. Soderbergh
1: era where he yeah. was shooting on Alexas and everything. Yeah, and it's just fucking look like.
0: But like you have these amazing comedians coming on as supporting players throughout the show, and it's I don't know. I just I, I find it fascinating, and by the end, it's kind of sad. This is a
1: really hard one to find
0: equivalent to.
1: Like my me, my knee jerk instinct is just to go to a different Soderberg movie. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. Maybe branch out beyond that, but also I don't want to put that much effort into it. So I'll just say Schizopolis would be really yeah. fun to see in a theater.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That is a good choice. So that's gonna be my three PM is Schizopolis. I wouldn't mind doing Schizopolis and true stories back to back. That would be fun. That would be that would be a good time. Now I'm getting dark. Okay. I just found out that there's a remake of this coming out written by the guy who did Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. and I'm very upset. Mm-hmm. I probably will never see it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to support it, but it's a remake of Jacob's Ladder. Okay. Which we've done as a commentary, which was great mm-hmm. for Tracks of the Damned. And it's a movie that really gets to me, really affects me. It says a lot about Vietnam, but it's also terrifying. And um, it's weird that I have this book, but <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know why, like, I've never seen on the big screen, it's one of those, you know, that I think that I want to have a conversation, a dialogue about it, like a Q&A, a discussion after it's over. Um, And I guess I I guess I wanted to throw in something creepy, a psychological thriller of mm-hmm. some kind, you know, not necessarily full-blown genre horror, but, you know, another underrated movie, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: Um- so... I'm going to go with another uh, underrated, underseen horror movie that I would want more people to see that is about someone who is not sure what is real and what isn't, which is Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Great. I actually just recommended this to a customer the other day. That's great. um, Because they were like, like, I'm sort of interested in horror, but I just can't stand all the blood and guts and stuff.
0: The real queen. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's the real queen of Earth. (laughs) I mean, what Queen
1: I, of Earth wanted to be like. like if we just never mention Queen of Earth again, that be okay, fine, fine too. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Like Queen of Earth, at least in its trailer, was really trying to mm-hmm. call to mind this movie. But yeah, this movie is really good, and that movie is really bad. So, um, part
0: think, of me wants to change my next one to some degree. Well, you already put, chose it. If you can change it, because I next
1: five seconds.
0: Because yeah, I mean. With Jacob's Ladder, mm-hmm. I think this would be a really interesting transition and in a movie that we would both love to have a Q and A with the audience with afterwards. Uh, coherence. Why would we have a Q and A with the audience? We I don't didn't know. make it. No.
1: What does the audience care? What well, we let's
0: let's from. let's fly in the director. Okay. You know, and have a Q and A with him there about we the go. movie. Okay. And yeah, because like I I, I guess I could have gone with my original choice, Waking Life, but I I know plenty of people who've seen it and. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I want to go with something that people don't know that much about. And Coherence is one of those movies that the more I watch it, the more I get out of it. And it's a great communal experience, short and sweet yeah. and tight. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, what, what's this director doing next? I want him to make more movies, please. I think he has something in production. I, I hope so. I want to say last
1: I checked was like two years ago. He had something in production, but yeah, Yeah, Coherence is really, really good.
0: Yeah. It would be good to prepare after. It's a disaster in a way. Dinner party movies.
1: So I want to go with another sort of... I, I So I don't think this movie is as good as Coherence. And maybe even calling it underrated would be a stretch. Just because it's like... I don't think the ending is very good. But it's a movie I'd love to see on the big screen. That has that similar sort of... Uh, irresolvable sci-fi premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But yeah, mostly I think it would just be an amazing movie to see on the big screen. Uh, The Quiet Earth. Have I seen this Australian sci-fi movie about a man who wakes up to discover he's the only person on Earth?
0: What? Um, How have I not seen this? And he basically kind of. 1985, too.
1: Yeah, he kind of goes mad, huh? uh, Just sort of stir crazy. Um, Wow, it's really it's really neat. Like all the stuff before anyone else shows up is the best stuff spoiler alert it's the it's the classic the last man on earth yeah, yeah, phone yeah. ring sort of a thing i am legend he yeah. discovers there's someone else or whatever i'm sure
0: i'm sure that makes sense that i would
1: is, expect that that's interesting but it's less interesting and then the ending it's sort of like i i've seen the movie i think two or three times and i never remember how it ends just because it's so like wait huh that was kind of <laughs> sudden um, but uh, I think The Quiet Earth is a mm-hmm. really cool movie And a lot of that early stuff of him Just being alone um, On Earth and sort of Going mad and having his way With the world is really good
0: I'm going to watch that soon then that yeah, sounds yeah, good. It's worth seeing We're going to end on uh, a recent title That I happened to fall in love with I think you liked it, didn't love it, but Columbus Right Yeah. I just yeah. think that's one of those sweet romantic movies That isn't necessarily about like Are they going to end up together? necessarily they're just having a cool connection mm-hmm. you know and there's a lot of great shots of architecture and two really great performances from two great actors that i'm growing to love more and more the more i see them so uh it's a good note to end on i think people would walk out feeling good oh you know so i i, I think it's you know instead of choosing like again like another richard link movie or something i think going with columbus would be just as satisfying
1: I think I'm going to do something that's uh, somewhere... It's like halfway in between a continuation of The Quiet Earth. Okay. And, and sort of similar to Columbus in that Columbus is kind of uh, a little bit inspired by like slow cinema. Um, just a bit. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with the uh, Siming Liang movie, The Hole. Ooh. Which is a post-apocalyptic Ooh. Um, movie about uh there it's there's basically been a a mass disease where people start convulsing and doing insect like sort of movements and it's sort of just about this person who lives in this mostly abandoned apartment complex (laughs) and there's it's just raining all the time and it's a siming liang movie so it's just like super esoteric and slow but it's also just absolutely hypnotizing and there's a and I think there's like two or three like really big campy weird uh, musical numbers. Okay, that are just sort of like tone breaking hmm. things. And
0: it's on my um, watch list. I haven't gotten to it yet, though.
1: Weirdly, for a siming Liang movie, the ending is kind of hopeful and uplifting. Also, <laughs> uh, a bit. All right, uh, it's quite literally uplifting, which I'm not going to okay. spoil anything. That's good.
0: Yeah, I think people should walk out feeling that would weird. also
1: be like, oops. I mean, if it, it, that's that's a slow movie, but I kind of feel. Like it's good to end a long string of movies on like a slow one because it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you would just have to surrender to it or not watch. That's it.
0: how I feel about Columbus. You know, yeah, it's immersive and slow and calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good okay. Let's go over our titles again for my film festival. At nine a.m. we would have Bad Day at Black Rock. Eleven a.m. Bigger Than Life. One p.m. They Came Together. Three p.m. The Informant. 5 p.m. Jacob's Ladder, 7 p.m. Coherence, and 9 p.m. Columbus.
1: Uh, mine it would start at 9 a.m. with Kansas City Confidential. Then at 11 a.m., there'd be Victim. Then at 1 p.m., it'd be It's a Disaster. At 3 p.m., Schizopolis. At 5 p.m., Let's Scare Jessica to Death. At 7 p.m., The Quiet Earth. And then at 9 p.m., The Hole.
0: Wow. I think we should just go to the mu- music box right now. We could do that. We can, we can do make this, this, this home. happen. We don't want okay.
1: to do it. No one's going to fucking
0: see it. <laughs> anything we program <laughs> that's sad um
1: because these are
0: good movies i just want them to see the movies i don't care about putting our names well and
1: recommend that they show them but they're not gonna okay do a thing with us
0: um but uh yeah this was great yeah we could do this i, at home. Fun. I don't think
1: i own schizopolis that might be the hardest one to get a hold of
0: yeah I probably can get it from the library
1: maybe criterion
0: yeah i would think so but it's like an out-of-print criterion mm. so if
1: someone never returned it that's the end of it
0: interlibrary loan you can get interlibrary loan. Yeah. I'm sure um, somewhere, some library somewhere has Schizopolis, I guarantee you. No, that's true. Yeah.
1: Some library somewhere has Schizopolis.
0: Thanks for coming in, Patrick, and having a great episode today. I had a lot of fun. I did
1: have a great psychotic episode today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it should be. Well, just yeah.
1: Great manic episode.
0: Indeed. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy yeah. birthday, Jim. Thank you. I love this as our tradition.
1: Yeah. We'll keep it up. Well, it takes three to make a trend.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We can at least do this one more time, I think. Yeah. All right, everybody, please visit voicesvisions.net. Mm. Now playing network.net. Sorry. That's I okay. Woke up at three thirty this I understand. Morning. I know what that's what like. What time is it? Three f- three thirty PM. Okay. Oh, well, Twelve there hours. we go. Yeah. All full circle. Very good. Yeah. And Patrick, um, you're at Letterboxd. And that's about it right now? Yeah. Yep. Tracks of the damned if you want to check out some old episodes. Yep. Cool. Thanks for coming, and no, we'll see you, you again uh, next year. And like every everybody knows by now that there's going to be less episodes of my show because because of how busy I'm going to be with school. And uh, but if I ever if I get a good interview coming my way, I'm not going to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Keith Gordon is going to come out one more time as a trilogy. Gotta have a trilogy. Gotta Just be keep, a trilogy. You know. We're going to talk about underrated 80s movies this time Instead of underrated 90s movies
1: What does Keith Gordon think an underrated 80s movie is? I don't
0: know, but he always comes up with cool titles Things I haven't heard of before So He's a, tr- he's a true movie fan What
1: would Keith Gordon say
0: about there? Silver I bullet I think I'm going to ask him a little bit about De Palma this time I haven't really talked to him about Yeah, what's it like to work with De Palma?
1: So good
0: <laughs> Yeah Okay
1: it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good year. I'm. I hope. I'm, I'm, a, I'm. sorry. Like at some point in the last <laughs> fucking 25 minutes, I've realized I'm not awake. <laughs> My energy just fucking. I think. I think I heard that yesterday is playing it. <laughs> That's
2: that the last Christmas
1: thing you remember. Festival. And then I, I think after that, I'm like, what a bad dream. <laughs> I went back to sleep.
0: Yeah, every podcast feels like a bad dream. Yeah, it's true. Thanks everyone for listening and for all your support, and I'll still be around. I won't be a stranger. Thank you. Alright. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night.
2: <laughs> oh no, goddamn. I missed the last trend. I killed the party again. God damn. God damn in my bed